Bonjour, René. It's been a while. Bonjour tout le monde et je vous souhaite le bienvenu au Carnival. Yes, it's been a while and um, our special guest is being fashionably late. I tried contacting him and there's no response. So we'll just have to wait and see. He might be at a TNA taping watching. I don't know if anyone attends Impact Wrestling shows these days. <laughs> Bird. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, how's it in New Brunswick? Everything been all good? Yeah, it's actually um very nice, very warm for this time of year. I think global warming is a real thing because usually this time of year there's at least frost on the ground, but if not snow, but. Yeah, it's beautiful out. It's just been pissing down over here. Is it raining, yeah? Yeah, it's stopped now, but literally for the past two weeks, it's been nothing but rain, and I'm getting depressed because I work outside. It's not pleasant. Mm, mm. How's um, how's the building business? How's the construction business going? It's okay, but with the way the economy is going... And mortgage rates has gone up for everyone, and uh, interest has gone up. Everything. I'm thinking, ooh, I wonder if the run's finally going to be over. Yeah, I told you, man. I've been saying this for the last year. It's it's here, and it's only gonna, we're going to hit uh, hyperinflation pretty soon. Price of uh, fuel is going to skyrocket even more than it is now. Uh, yeah. Well. You, a lot of people are scared because we've got our new prime minister now. Mm. And he used to work for Goldman Sachs and he really believes in, you know, world currency and things like that. Mm. And he's been planning for years, just before he became PM, for, to basically have credit scores equal your currency, do away with cash and have like a credit rating sort of thing. Like, I forgot the exact name for it. And, mm. you know, he's been talking to world leaders from all around these people, all around the world. And yeah. it's, it's like 1984. <laughs> like, if if you say something what disagrees with their policies, they'd be like, okay, let's put a stop to your bank. Yeah. So it's fucking scary. So, yeah, so hopefully they won't do away with cash. I have always said that I do believe I will see the end of cash within my lifetime but i sincerely hope that i'm wrong yeah personally i'm gonna begin investing in silver and gold physical silver and gold uh i think by the end of the month i'm gonna start ordering some just as an insurance plan you know but uh, i think there's gonna be sales on the horizon within the next 12 to 18 months if you're not a homeowner yet uh i'd wait because I think there's going to be uh, fire sale prices on homes coming up within the next year, year and a half, two years. So luckily yeah. I've, I've got all my investments paid off on my um, uh, apartment rentals and stuff. So uh, I'm just waiting it out. So I might be able to get a nice, you know, million dollar or half a million dollar home for half the price. Don't forget to look after your old friend, James. And speaking of mugs, uh, Brian Maloney said, where can you order a mug? Well, it's right down at the bottom there, Cafe de Renee Merch at gmail.com. 
Um, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of, um, actually I'm running low, but, uh, there's still a few left. So, and t-shirts and hoodies will be coming out tomorrow. So we're yeah. going to, yeah. So that's the first, the first design is coming out tomorrow. And then I'm going to follow it up with some of our favorite quotes, like, uh, looking good boys, looking real good. I'm excited. And, uh, we've also got episode 100 coming this coming Monday. Mm. So, um, yeah, we've got a few surprises for that one planned, everyone. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, speaking of gold and silver, Renee, uh, AEW's got a new guy. What's your sign for him? Uh, old Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, I seen that. Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, what's his actual position? Like, does he have like an actual title or position? Yeah, I think it's something similar to when he was in WWE. He's like uh, chief of business advice, something mm-hmm. along them lines. Well, Can you Jared's not dumb. He's a smart guy. So let's just wait and see what happens. You know? did, you, did you remember his previous promotion, uh, Global Force Wrestling? And it was basically a Ponzi scheme to buy gold. To buy gold, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I have to wait and see. But I, I was saying that. Remember I told him that you need to hire somebody. He doesn't have an agenda. He doesn't care to put himself on television, even though Jared, first thing he does is put himself on television. But, uh, you know, to, to help you run. Because, I mean, listen, I got, I know that Tony Khan guy is very passionate about wrestling. He's a super fan his whole life. But, you know, when you get into the actual business of things, it's a lot different. You need someone with experience and, you know, knows what he's doing, right? And Jared's been around the business his entire life. What is he, a third-generation wrestler and promoter? Yeah, his grandmother was a promoter. Uh, yeah, Christine. Yeah. Um, I like Jeff. I had the pleasure of having a quick interview with him last year for like 15 minutes, and really nice guy. Yeah. Well, I wish you him the best. Up? Have you ever come across him? Yeah, I met him... Uh... I met him at a couple of signings, once in uh, New Jersey and once in uh, Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more than that. Oh, then I had, I think I had emailed him one time when he was starting the global global force thing and said I was in his database, whatever that fucking means. But right. uh, yeah, now I'm not really looking for a job, so uh, I wish them all the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like hopefully he comes up, uh, he does well. And um, yeah, AEW's been a little bit mixed lately. I mean, there's still, you know, groups that I do enjoy watching, like the Acclaim. They are so fucking over. It's a joke at the minute how over they are. So, uh, oh, is but, that the group with Billy Gunn? Yeah, and the two young guys, uh, Max Caster and uh, Anthony Bowens, uh, they've really grew on, grew on me. And they are so over with the fans, like... Doing their bind that might be the top match, so it's now that Punk's gone. Um, really popular, people love them, so they're doing some great stuff. Hello, yeah, I accidentally pushed on the live screen. I'm sorry, yeah, all right, you're trying to give us an extra viewer, (laughs) yeah, right. So, oh, I read a but I read an interesting story just a minute ago. Uh, you're a whale. Denzel Washington, obviously, the actor. Yeah. Yes. 
He's got a series of films uh, called The Equalizer. Uh-huh. So I think they're shooting the third one now, and it must be in Italy. Oh, is that where they got busted with a bunch of cocaine? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I read that. Yeah, that's crazy. How uh, much was like, there? Was it like uh, like 20 grams of coke or something? On the, it was something like, something like that, yeah. So uh, no, that's Welcome what, to the entertainment business, pal. Yeah. Drugs and alcohol are everywhere in entertainment. I would imagine you're a big fan of uh, Training Day. Never seen it. Really? Really. Wow. I don't watch very many movies. No. Oh, go out your way and watch that. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. But now um, it's Ethan Hawke. It's his first day being like a detective. And obviously he gets paired up with uh, Denzel Washington and... Honestly, God, it must be the, it's the longest day in the guy's life and the oh, things, yeah. what happens, and because uh, he's just a rookie and Denzel Washington's just taking full advantage of him. And it, I won't spoil it, but honestly, it's such a great film. You have to go out your way and watch it. Okay, I'll make a mental note of that. Okay, what else is new in the wrestling world that I should know? The uh, Vince McMahon allegations has come, uh, the investigations come to an end. Oh, yeah? How many more millions did they find? I don't know, but I think it all in all, it's cost about 18 million, give or take. Jeez. Around that mark, I might be wrong, but I think that's the figure I remember seeing. And uh, the investigation's complete. I don't know if WWE's could do anything more about it. Um, so the internet says uh, Vince McMahon is done with WWE. He's not coming back. Rather, that's true. I doubt it. Um, yeah, still own, he's still a majority shareholder, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, a few people said 20 million, 20 million dollar, uh, 20 million altogether. So, um, yeah. Um, it feels like it's a big waste of time, though. They've done this big investigation and they've seen the payments and that. I mean, obviously, it's. I suppose it's helped him take a step back. I do believe he has took a step back with the way I've seen WWE portrayed on TV now, but I don't know. It feels like there's been no consequences for what he allegedly has done. No, when you're a billionaire, you get away with everything. Hmm. The um, well, we've got a fair super chat, Renee. I sent you a message about it. I thought we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, so, yeah, talked about it. We haven't yet. Thoughts on uh, Muta and Nakamura happening? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, that's in January, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know his last match is going to be in the Tokyo Dome in February. So. So, yeah, I guess he's pulling out the great Muda for the last time against Nakamura. That's pretty sweet. And uh, I think I read something like Nakamura was saying that he was trying to get this. They've been playing this for a while, but when Vince was there, he said, no way. But now that the son-in-law is in charge, I guess he gave him the green light to go. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Is it it under the uh, Pro Wrestling Noah banner? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I never met Nakamura, but I did wrestle Chinsuke Nakamura. You said, uh, yeah. Yeah. Looks just like him, but he's like a mini version. Because I think Nakamura yeah. is actually pretty tall. I think Nakamura is like 6'3", 6'4". Yeah, he looks yeah. it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
but this guy was about, I don't know, maybe five, eight, <laughs> but it looks like facially they had the haircut the same way, dressed up just like him. Uh, it's pretty sweet. Will you be back in Japan for that? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything. So, right. Uh, if they call, I'll go. If they don't, I won't. I'm not, uh, like I said, man, I'm not in a position now where, you know what screwed me up was watching current day wrestling for the, like, yeah. really, when we tried doing those reviews. Yeah. It just, dude, like, I don't know. It's just over my head now. So, yeah. You, what, go ahead. No, sorry. Do you think this will lead to more? Uh, no cross promotion between Noah and WWE, especially especially with WWE trying to open the NXT UK, uh, Japan possibly next year. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, I know they were having talks before before the pandemic because uh, Noah was for sale right before they got bought out by Abema TV. Right, and I think WWE wanted to buy it under the <clears throat> son-in-law's regime or whatever, and and uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just I I messaged a few of my friends. They think it's just a one-time deal, and they weren't even aware of NXT Japan. They hadn't heard anything. All right, right. So I don't know. You have to wait and see, dude. The uh, the guy that owns Noah now. What's his history with wrestling? Is he just a businessman who's just bought into it, or has he got some sort of history about it? Well, it's not one guy. It's an actual they, uh, TV yeah. production. Yeah, it's a TV production company, Abema TV. Right. <laughs> but the it's all under the... Um, uh, I forget the actual logo, but it's actually Shingo Takagi. It's uh, the DDT promoter. He's like the president of the whole thing. Cyberfight. Cyberfight. Cyber, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah. uh, someone just mentioned, because uh, so I thought um, AEW was doing stuff with Noah. So uh, that's what was the rumor. So it's just weird now that. WWE students, I would imagine this will probably lead to a great uh, Paul of Fame induction, um, you know, for WWE. Um, oh, for Muda? Yeah, even though he's never wrestled there, as far as I know. Well, neither did Abdul the Butcher, so. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, if anybody deserves a Hall of Fame, it's him. Fuck. I'd love to induct Muda, personally, but they'll probably have, like, Flair or Sting or somebody do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Muda had a hell of a career, man. I think we got a super chat. What's up with this? Uh, Rex, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Finch should have hired the lady of the night. End up being not only cheaper, but less drama. But he must have a thing for paralegals like Tony Khan has for Magic White Belder. Um, I'll tell you what it is. Like, I personally haven't done it. But obviously, you know, to get a prostitute, it's clean and gone isn't it you know you pay you do your business you're gone but i think especially if someone like a vince mcmahon or people in general men they love that chase and that sense of danger and like risk do you know what i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know what's going on inside that man's head but 
Bottom line, it cost them what twenty million dollars. Well, no, no, because I think there was also several million dollars that was paid to Trump, right? Because Trump, um, he gave like five or six million to the Trump Foundation when Trump was going for president, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's that that money was in there too, but. Whatever. I know one girl got like seven million. Shit. I'd like to know who the fuck that was. I've got my suspicions. <laughs> I've stood to you off camera over the app. Right. So uh whatever. That must have been great being a diva back in the ruthless aggression era days. <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah, I mean you don't need to put in much hard work in the ring, you just, you know, sleep with the boss and you get about seven million. Doesn't sound like a bad, doesn't sound like a bad gig. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Rick Rick Sterner. I got a lady of the night. It was great fun. I got the full package. Went in the front door and the back door when he well spent. <laughs> well, Rex, glad you had a good time, bud. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that. So, uh, Coke Cabana Mini's returned to AEW last night. So, Probably a bit of a fuck you to CM Punk. Uh, thoughts on that, Renee? Well, he was always there. He never left. Isn't he like an agent or some shit? I don't think he's an agent. I think he's just there. But when Punk came back, he definitely disappeared off screen. Well, and... no, because I had um, the guest we had here, Vanish. Remember the one that made all those claims about Punk being a racist and all that shit? Because he did a few dark matches and uh, Cabana was their agent. Yeah. So right. Well, I like to know is Jared's back. I know Jared in New Japan had a lot of heat. I know the bookers from New Japan didn't like uh Jared very much. So I don't know if that's gonna because I think New Japan and, and AEW work together too, right? Yeah, they've done that forbidden door. I didn't see what the buy rate was on that actually. I don't know if it was a success or what. I forgot to have a look on that. We have to have a look at that. But um Speaking of buy rates, I've seen the buy rate for the Logan Paul. Uh, is it Logan or Jake Paul? Jake uh, Paul. Jake Paul. And Jake Anderson, Paul, Silva. Anderson Silva is very disappointing, I guess. Only like two to 300,000. Yeah. Uh, I mean, end of the day, the guy's a YouTuber. You know what I mean? It's like me stepping in the ring, except without the following. Um, and Anderson Silva, you know, he's a UFC legend, but the guy's in his late 40s and, you know, He's only just started boxing. It's, you know. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like just because you're a great MF, MMA fighter doesn't mean you can box and vice versa, right? Yeah. So, um, but now it's, um, he got the win. Uh, someone did a mock parody of him afterwards. He said, Jake Paul after the fight. Who do you want to fight, Jake? I want to fight the Terminator Robocop. <laughs> like anyone but an actual boxer. Did he call anybody out? Didn't he call out like Nate Diaz or some shit? I think he did, yeah. Uh, then again, uh, I don't know what Nate Diaz's boxing skills are like, too, right? So, yeah, it's weird. He fights everyone except actual boxers. Right, right. Yeah, get in there with Floyd Mayweather. See how well you do. Right? Well, Logan pulled. Well, his brother Logan did. Oh, he did. Did he win? Yeah. Oh no! It was like no. Oh, it was an exhibition. Like 
Mayweather's playing with him, it went to points, but like unanimous points. But you know, if Mayweather wanted to, could have knocked him out very, very easily. But it's you know, um, it's an exhibition, exhibition for money. Speaking of Logan Paul, he's actually wrestling Roman Reigns this weekend for the title. Yeah, you sent me a fake link saying they canceled the show, dude. You got to quit uh, believing everything you see on the internet. <laughs> I know. I've, uh, like, I know there, there is legit threats in Iran. Uh, well, Iran. I messaged my sister. Them. I messaged my sister. She didn't even know anything. She lives there. She didn't hear shit. Right. Yeah. So, you know what Trump's saying? Fake news? Dude, there's a lot of fake news happening around oh, yeah. the world. But. I know you're not on social media, but have you seen the outrage outrage from people because Elon Musk has bought Twitter? Right. What is he trying to do? Trying to like uh, change everything where people can just uh, he's trying to like cancel cancel culture or whatever. Pretty much, yeah. He's giving these letting people have free speech back on it. Uh, wasn't there like a bombardment of racist shit going on as soon as he did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was like. And bombs being dropped everywhere, and I saw that. Yeah, I I didn't see that, but I did see things, and it's things I agree with that pedophilia should never be normalized, and things like that because there's one side of the political spectrum who's trying to normalize that, and it's fucking disgusting that having drag drag shows in front of children is disgusting, and they're trying oh, to normalize yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, didn't I saw an article? Kane is trying to. Yeah, they want to have an all ages drag show, and he's trying to like, yeah, that shit out, right? It's just because Tennessee is that where yeah. that's at? Fuck, yeah. you're in the South too. And the people that and the people that supports us are people who doesn't have fucking kids, right? Yeah, that's the thing, okay. Right? When you're a father, and I am, mm. you, you you then you realize, and it's fucking disgusting. It should never be normalized, and it's a slippery slope because. That's what I've told you. They, they, uh, especially in them college campuses, the professors and that, they, they find it discrimination to call pedophiles pedophiles. You should call them minor attractive people. They're trying to fucking normalize it. Yes, it's a slippery slope. All this love is love crap. It's a slippery slope, and that's what they're trying to do. And it's disgusting. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry if this is a rant, but honest to God, people have some fucking standards and some decency. Mm. Uh, the fucking children they're trying to sexualize children like saying right you can be gay at 8 year old you can be straight at 8 year old I'm like let kids be fucking kids let them make their decisions when they're older they're fucking children they should be riding bikes and playing outside and it's the force on the kids take let, having them taking puberty blockers to transition and things like that before they they're, they're, they're letting kids puberty ride. blockers Yes, yes, and the like hormone, hormone blockers and things like that, so little boys can be girls, but while they're four year old, it's disgusting. Is that happening in England too? I think there's a couple of cases, but it's nowhere near as bad as it is in America. America's right. a fucking joke, and right. I'm sorry, chat, if you disagree with me, it's my opinion. Um, but no, but the thing is, they're letting three-year-olds and four-year-olds decide on what they are, even though these three-year-olds and four-year-olds still believe the fucking Easter Bunny and Santa Claus is real. Yeah, I mean... Like, my, my middle son, my son, I remember when he was like 
13 month old. I said, what are you? I'm a girl. I said, no, you're not. You're a boy. I'm a girl. I said, don't be divvy. And, you know, he soon forgot about that. And now when we go to the shop, I'm like, oh, Sam, here's a little Barbie doll for you. And he, and he goes to kill me. <laughs> but if I was a progressive parent, like what we get these days, they would have put that child in uh, fucking hormone blockers and shit. Well, okay, James, here's a question. How old were you when you realized you were attracted to females? Well, Can you 11 remember? Or 12, 11 or 12, maybe. 11 or 12, right. Yeah. So, like, when you hit puberty or... Pretty almost, much, yeah. Right. I remember I remember a specific time there was this girl who I was friends with. I forgot. I do know her name. Sarah something. And, uh, she, like, I remember, like, we were friends and then started 10 and 11 and 12 and, like, started looking at her a little bit differently. Uh, yeah. But, like, I was 11 and 12, so I'm starting to hit puberty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, if they put an age limit on tobacco and alcohol and all that stuff and how old you are to vote, there should be an age on when you can decide whether you're, you know. I'm not saying that there's not people who realize it at a young age. I'm not saying that, but, you know, there might be people out there that realize they were gay or whatever when they were like five or six, maybe. But yeah. you should well, be It's just a... And if people want to transition when they're older, I've got no issues with that. It's your life. You do what you want to do. But when they're trying to force it onto children, that's where I've got an issue. Because them children, you need to let them find themselves. When It's like now, I, I do believe it's a social media thing. I generally do believe that. And I think it gets pressured and they think it's a trend. But like girls who act a bit like a boy now, it's like, oh, they're masculine. I'm like, no, I had friends who were girls who used to play with the boys we used hmm. to call them we used to call them tomboys tomboys yeah tomboys you know what i mean uh, yeah. and our chat here i've looked at the analytics they're our sort of age they'll know exactly what we're talking about we used to call yeah. them a tomboy because they used to play with the boys and then when they got older they used to kind of grow out of it and start wearing dresses and shit yeah. but honestly that's every People, I don't know what's wrong. This they want to put a label on children straight away and instead of just letting them be fucking kids. And honestly, it's uh, it's disgusting and it's perverted what they're doing. And it's like I said, they're trying to normalize pedophilia. And I, I, honest to God, if that ever happens, I don't know what to say. It's a slippery fucking slope. But oh, well, let's, let's get back to wrestling. Let's get let's back get to back wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> Brian Maloney, Robbie, no show, McAllister. Looking yes, at Mike. Uh, he's probably at a TNA taping. Ah, uh, oh, I forgot to send it to you, Renee. Rex actually sent me the video of X-Pac pooping in the Hoovy's bag. They actually took a video of that? It was like they were telling a story about it. But it's actually him doing it? Like... Uh, I don't... Um, no, I don't think it was uh, him doing it, but I think it was him telling the story. Hmm. What was that over? Wasn't it like Hoovy telling the <clears throat> that he tried to kill him? Because I think Xbox had a, like a suicide attempt, right, or some shit. And then I think he went it, to he had a radio interview or something, and he actually blurted it out that he tried to kill himself. Uh, what I heard, um, Xbox was uh, let me guess right. Xbox was dating a girl. Okay, the girl had a child, and. Hoovy done an interview talking about all the drugs and stuff X-Pac was taking and 
the woman's child's baby daddy heard about it on the interview, and oh. because of that, he managed to get full custody of the child. Oh wow! That's yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah um, okay, what else do we got? Let's see. Uh, Renee, thoughts on WWE NXT firing a 19-year-old? What did he do? Did he fuck up? I don't know if it was one of the girls or one of the guys, but um, they recently let go of um, a few uh, NXT stars. Me and, um, well, I wouldn't say stars, just like, you know, young talent. Uh, Me and Jonah speaking, but yeah, like someone like yourself who signed with you when he was 18, how much pressure is there on, like, especially like a young wrestler and being fired from WWE at 19 year old? What kind of effect would that give on that person? Well, I mean, you still have your whole life ahead of you. So you're still young enough to fucking find a new career or keep pursuing what you want to do. And, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not there. So I don't know. Maybe he fucked up. Maybe he was too immature. Maybe he, uh, you know, who knows? But uh, <laughs> definitely, they shouldn't get called up before they're 25, in my opinion. Like, have that responsibility of of the main roster. You know, they should be at least 25, rent their own cars, be able to be mature enough and know how the world works and, you know, have their own credit card. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit like that, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, obviously you were super young and you had a good run in WWE, safe to say, but I always feel like, myself personally, I always feel like had you joined WWE when you was possibly 23 or 24, it might have led to bigger things because you would have experienced the world a lot more. Sure. Well, here's the thing, like a year after I left, they called me back. Right. But I was under contract to Japan. And then... uh when Hustle was going out of business, I called up Johnny, and then he played the whole game, like, send me a tape. Okay, which one would you like? Uh, what do you got? I said, I got me and Tenru, me and Kawada. Oh, man, you and Kawada. So I had to fucking get the tape from, from Japan, then I send it to him, and then I called him back. I said, did you like the match? I didn't watch it. See, so he's just playing the, playing the little fucking games, right? Test your attitude yeah. and all that shit. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down to Florida, basically to try out again. I was like, okay, well, I got a three-month tour of Europe scheduled. So as soon as I, he's like, oh, really? So yeah, I got to go make money. <laughs> uh, and then during that time, I think Test had died. And then, because uh, he was scheduled to do a tour with us in France. Yes. Right? And then he passed away. And then it was like, fuck. And then... Uh, during that time, I actually uh, went to Mexico. No, no, no. I I uh, signed with um, All Japan. Yes. Yeah. So I was there two or three years, and then when I was living there, I called him back up, and he said, "Okay, we'll negotiate." That's when I got a bigger contract with the "fuck you" and your tryout bullshit. You know what I mean? I used to be the guy you put in there to try out the guys. Now you want me to try out again? I'm like fuck you! I ain't doing that shit. Maybe that's the bad attitude. I don't care. That's my attitude. So, yeah. who's in that position now? Is it Bruce Pritchard or Triple H? Was that the higher talent? Yeah. I don't know. 
um, I forgot if it's Bruce Pritchard or if it's actually Triple H, because I know Triple H written a lot of things now, so mm. I don't know if he's head of talent VP. I think it is Triple H, actually. If not, it's Pritchard. Oh, whatever. We haven't spoke about Pritchard much. Not much to say. How many dealings with him now? Every time I see him at TV, he'd be like speed walking, sweating, and just hey, and like always, like super fucking busy and shit. Yeah, so I yeah. never really talked to him that much. I know he was on his uh, podcast a few years back, and someone sent me a link saying that uh, it was talking about the Bob Holly incident, right? And that dipshit fucking co-host of his, uh, Conman Thompson, the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> Fucking like talking down on me and shit. Like, listen, you fat fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because you married fucking Ric Flair's daughter doesn't make you fucking one of the boys. You know, you're just yeah. a fucking Mark. Yeah. Go pay off your father-in-law's bar tabs and back taxes. Shut the fuck up. Keep my name out of your mouth. Anyway, do we have any more super chats? <laughs> yeah. He makes me look slim. Um. <laughs> During your time in WWE, did you meet the multi-generation wrestlers before they started out? Reigns, Charlotte, Usos, Breaker, DiBiase. Well, definitely not Breaker. That was way after your time. I never met any of those people. Oh, wait, no. I met uh, Flair's daughter. He brought her on a European tour one time. All right. She was like 16. Every time she was talking with a guy, there'd be Flair fucking right next to her. You okay? You okay? Like all paranoid and shit. Yeah. I didn't do a good job. She's married two wrestlers already. Has she been married twice already? Yeah, well, at least twice. Jesus Christ, she's trying to break well, her father's record on that too? Well, she she was married to uh, Bram. Bram, yeah, 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 yeah. She was yeah. married to him, and is she, she's, is she married to Andrade now, or they're getting married, one or two? I don't know. I it's no one or two, but yeah, she's she's engaged, I think, anyway, so... Yeah, and I don't know if she's been married before, actually. This before might be her top. third. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> it's at least a second it's going to be. Yeah, listen, I got, married, I got married once, and that's it. And if something were to happen to me and my wife, I will stay single the rest of my days. I've said that. I've yeah. said the exact same thing. My wife said to me, she said, would you get married again? I'm like, fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> I said, no, that's it. You know, I've just lived a bachelor life now, damn it. Yeah, um, I don't think I'd even date. I'd just buy myself a dog and get a cabin in the woods and live off the land. Be a hermit. Yeah. Anyway, I got to go fill some coffee. Uh, be entertaining, James, for a second. Be entertaining. What do you just want me to rant about now, everyone? <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll throw up a couple of these uh, non-super chats for me then. And... Um, Let's see. Normalize. I don't want it to be normalized, but that's the way it's fucking going. So um, hopefully I'm fucking wrong. But, um, you know, it's it's a crazy world we're living in. Uh, the TikTok generation, and I enjoy TikTok, but there's some weird people on TikTok. So uh, let's see here. Um, Codman Thompson... Yeah, did I ever tell you that Conman actually yeah, stood me up on an interview once? Um, I was meant to have him one of my shows last year. Sorted out the date and everything, uh, time and everything. Just waiting for him to come on and um, I was waiting. 
I was waiting. They didn't turn up. So, uh, yeah, lost quite a bit of respect for myself uh, doing a no-show. So, um, yeah. Uh, Blaze, they did get married. Right, so she did marry Andrade. So, um, yeah, she did marry Andrade, Renee. Oh, she did. Yep. So, uh, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, uh, Rex. <laughs> Uh, Renee, rich wrestler in the ruthless aggression era, had the weirdest eating habits. That's a good one. Besides me, we're <laughs> yeah. uh, eating habits. I know Nunzio would always at catering would always get the chicken breast, and he'd get like little rolls, and he'd always make himself like a little submarine sandwich. I always remember that every time. Um, eating habits. A guy that got food poisoning a lot was John Cena. Right? right. And I credit that. Hold on a second. I credit that to the fact that he always ate so clean that anytime he'd have like maybe like some sort of undercooked meat or some type of weird spice, he would get like violently ill, like food poisoning. Yeah. yeah. That happened to me. <clears throat> well, it happened to me in Japan. Remember when I ate that McDonald's? Yes. Because I always eat super, super clean. So anytime I'd have like some type of cheat de deal or whatever, my body's not used to it. Right. But that happened to me also when I did the tribute to the troops in Iraq I flew over there and then I had like the beef patties or whatever. Oh, fuck. I don't know if it was undercooked or it was the spices they used, but man, was I sick. Yeah, and I got heat for that. Oh, yeah. I remember who, I don't, who called me out was Luther Reigns. Oh, he got a little bit of a tummy ache. <laughs> so then when I heard that fucking story about the meningitis, I just popped huge, man. I was like, uh, meningitis. <laughs> meningitis. I think. Dr. Hoovy's definitely become a uh, fan favorite on the show. So um, stay Guerrero. tuned for the Hoovy fans. Dr. Hoovy fans, stay tuned. We've got a great T-shirt coming out. Mm. You're are going to love it. Um, really? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that thumbnail. I fucking love it. Jab, thoughts that Jake Paul will be at Crown Jewel. Um, is he going to be flying up for it as well then, as well as Logan? Yeah, I heard he's going to be in his corner, yeah. His brother's corner. I don't know. Judging by his last pay-per-view uh, buy rate, I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference, but I don't know how much, for the fans listening, how much do you guys care about, like, WWE bringing these ex-UFC fighters? Like, do you guys care or – you think it makes a difference? I don't know. Um, it's weird because I was watching WrestleMania one the other night, right? And obviously, that a lot of that was it was built on Hogan and uh, Piper, but a lot of it was built on the Rock and Wrestling connection with like Cindy Lauper and Ali yeah. and Mr. T and stuff. But yeah. they were mega stars, like Cindy Lauper. Like how popular was she in the eighties? Oh, she was sure, like. Yeah. She was like Madonna levels, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ali goes without saying, obviously, and Mr. T, who didn't watch the A-Team and, you know, Rocky Free. Um, 
So, but I know this generation is completely different now because it's a YouTube and TikTok generation. But uh, to get uh, uh, the one thing I will give Logan credit for, uh, Logan, Logan Paul credit for, he has put a shift in in the ring, and I think uh, Shawn Michaels is training him. But at the same time, I've got no interest in watching him. I still don't know what he does. Like, I don't know what his content actually is on YouTube. I haven't got a clue. It's like that Kim Kardashian. Like, what the fuck does she do? Why is she so popular? Sex tape. Because she fucking sticks a bunch of silicone in her ass? (laughs) Oh, I I actually had... So, so she... So, the sex tape she done was with uh, some rapper, Ray J, or someone like that. He was called. And apparently, that guy came out recently and said that her mother... um, What's her name? It's something Chris Jenner, isn't it? Um, she was the one who encouraged to get it released. Because beforehand, they was like socialites, and I didn't realize this too recently. But their original father, Rob Kardashian, he was on the legal team for uh, OJ Simpson in the trial. Mm. Mm. Wow. Now you know way, why like all those Middle Eastern countries hate the United States so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is like their mindset and their values and all their you know what I mean? And they see that shit and it makes them hate them, right? I was reading an article one time, I was in France reading the newspaper. <clears throat> and then the article said a Muslim father kills his daughter for having premarital sex. Mm. Yeah. Like, I didn't write the article. I don't know why they had to put a Muslim, but I'm imagining that's the religion, right? Like, super strict like that, you know? I mean, you're not allowed to kiss in public, even if you're tourists. Right, right, right. Because they're having the uh, World Cup in Qatar this year, right? <clears throat> well, yeah. And, like, over there, it's, like, strict, like, no gays or things like that. Yeah, like, you'll and, be executed if you're a homosexual. Yeah. And and the England football captain, or soccer, as you call it, he he wants to wear the um, armband like with the rainbow flag and that on it. Right. Is he allowed uh, to or no? Well, I mean, he can do it, but I don't know if he'll have an arm left afterwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah. So when people say like America or Europe is like anti LGB, I'm like, it's nothing compared to like the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, it's total different. Well, I was talking with my sister because she came to visit it this um this summer. You know, whole family, my brother-in-law and their kids and stuff. And I think like girls now in, in, in Saudi Arabia are allowed to wear their hair down. <clears throat> so a lot of things are changing, right? Mm. But there's still that anti-homosexuality. Like that's a big no-no. Yeah. Yep. It's against all their beliefs or whatever. Right? So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speak. Speaking of OJ, did you ever watch the um, show they done about it, the trial of OJ Simpson? I actually watched the trial when I was a kid. It was on like CNN for like. All right. Oh yeah, that was a ratings getter, dude. If the good uh, don't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, um, I watched the so they done the series about it, and they had like Cuba Gooden Jr. play uh, OJ. And um, did you watch uh, Friends growing up? A little bit. 
well, the well, the guy who played Ross, David Trimmer, yeah. he he played that Rob Kardashian I mentioned earlier. Okay, and uh, it was it was and John Travolta is in it as well. He plays like uh, the lawyer, and um, it's a good show. Yeah. But when they talk about the glove, that doesn't fit. Like someone came uh, came with the fairy. This wasn't in the show. This is like that OJ was actually on medicine or antibiotics and that actually caused his hand to swell and that's why it couldn't fit in the glove. Well, let's face it. He did it. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, he got people off. Can, he got off, but, but he did it. <laughs> the family Allegedly. got him in a civil... Those, no, the family got him in a civil suit afterwards because they sued him for millions and millions and millions but like that nicole brown simpson that was his wife that he killed right she was no angel either i remember her having like five abortions oh right so it's like basically i don't know i'm pro-choice if you know that's what you want to do okay but when you're having five of them it's almost like ten of the kicks right maybe there should be a rule like listen Maybe one under the right circumstances, like as if you were raped or, yeah. or something like that. You life, know? life, life threatening and things like that. Yeah. Right. But when, yeah. when you start having multiple abortions, it's almost like, what the fuck, you know? I don't know. That's just my opinion. But. No, I agree with that. Uh, Todd Grisham on the pod. I would love to get Todd on the show. Uh, I don't know if I ever met him. I um, think I did. Was he there when I was there? I think so. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, he was because he he used to host the uh, web show uh, Bite This, and there was two infamous infamous episodes. There was the episode when they had Lita in the hot seat, and this was going about the time where they was doing the love triangle between her, Edge, and Matt Hardy. Oh, okay, and Matt phoned in, and then there was the episode where a load of like fans rang in, and he basically just trolled every fan, so. Because it was like, oh, TNA's better. Well, he was like, well, go watch TNA, you fucking loser, and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I tr- I, I've tried to contact him a couple of years ago to go on my old show, but um, I've, I knew he was really busy because uh, he does the uh, day's uh, boxing now. He's like one of the main commentators for that. Okay. And he's doing pretty well. But I mean, I could always send out an invite. Uh, I would imagine he's got some great stories. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Another guy would be a coach. Coach, along, yes. Yeah, I got along great with him. Really? Uh, Jonathan Coachman. Yeah, yeah, he was a cool dude. All right, I'll reach out to him. I think I've yeah. got his email. Yeah, he was talented too, man. Like, natural, like, for television and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. The Rock had so much fun with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, they, they played off each other fucking great. Yeah. What did you think to him, like, being used on the... Because that was... Well, he was on SmackDown during this time, but they he was appearing on Raw a lot, and he was actually doing a lot of work with uh, Lance Cade, uh, like feuding with Eugene and stuff. Uh, did you catch yeah. that? Not really. No. <laughs> no. No. He was funny, though. I did like, enjoy him. Um, Rex, thank you again. I wonder if Hoovy knows he's pretty much a meme on Cafe Day Renee at this point. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Like, Possibly. yeah, you, you'll be surprised, Rex, and everyone else. You'll be surprised, like, who actually listens to this show, like, the messages I get. And it's it's quite fun when you uh, hear them. So, um, it's, it's always good. Uh, is Hoovy banned from Qatar? 
No. <clears throat> I don't know if he is, but if he showed up, he probably would be. <laughs> um, potato supremacist. <laughs> Your thoughts on Scott Steiner? Love the guy. As a talent, like one of the boys in the locker room, yeah. I don't know as far as administration. If I were in the administration, maybe it'd be a different story. You know what I mean? Because he's a bit of a rebel. Or he was. <clears throat> he's older now. When you get older, you tend to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Loosen up and not be as wired, you know. But I always got along great with Scott. We got to know each other better when we toured France together. Hmm. Uh, you, like you've in mentioned WWE. That. Oh, is that? Go ahead. No, carry on. I'll ask you afterwards. Like when you're in the WWE, it's such a political environment and very cutthroat and not be able to trust people. It's kind of hard to develop relationships in that. You know what I mean? Because it's competitive. and But like once you get out of that environment and you're touring, it's that's when you develop real bonds, I feel. Yeah, you know. you've, you've mentioned that before with uh, Test. You, I think you mentioned that you didn't exactly get along WWE, but when you started touring... You got along a lot better. Yeah. I remember him telling me, he's like, I'm like 95% sure I can get you your job back with WWE. This is when we're touring France. And I was like, uh, if I want a job there, I'll contact them or they can contact me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, guys, we're waiting for Robbie. I don't know if he's going to be coming on. So I think tonight's going to be a Ask Renee anything. So Yeah, I apologize sometimes, you know. People go to a TNA taping. Yep. We have oh, a great guest. Sorry. Actually, he just called me. All right. Hang on, guys. Uh, while, while Renee's doing that, everyone, uh, please uh, thank you for your support. Uh, we're nearly at 14K. We're hoping to hit 15,000 subscribers before 2023. So if you're new to the show, please hit that subscribe button. Or if you are subscribed, uh, tap that bell icon because I know quite a few people said to me that the things don't pop up on notifications and also hit that like button and um, yeah, thank you for the support and uh, I'll announce next Thursday's guest because that one is locked in, but um, it was meant to come on a couple of weeks ago, but we had to reschedule, but uh, Chris Van Fleet is coming onto the show next Thursday so uh, that's going to be a great episode, so we're really looking uh, forward to that one. Hold on, he's calling me now, can you guys hear him? <laughs> I can't. Oh shit. I I hear the ringing. Okay, I'm calling. Um, hey, Robbie, click the link, dude. Click the link. I sent you. Not this. Not the. Huh? Click the link and join us. Okay, we're live. We're live, pal. <laughs> okay, so Robbie McAllister will be joining us shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Right, let's fire through a couple of these super chats then before he comes on. Uh, our yeah. team machine. Oh, long time no see. I haven't seen you for a while. Hope you're well. Um, a lot of people hate on Logan Paul because of the dead body video in the Japanese suicide forest and posted yeah, on YouTube. Wasn't he the yeah. same guy that was throwing like um was throwing... Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. I know Kenny Omega hated him because of it. So um yeah, and uh, we've got a few more here before uh, Robbie comes on. Uh, let's get him. Here we go. Uh, Josh Coffey, thank you for joining us again, mate. Uh, thoughts on the injuries of Randy Orton and Adam Cole. Randy has a serious back injury. 
and Adam Coe can't clear concussion protocols, both may retire. Damn. Is it that serious? Yeah. Must be. I know Orton, like, beginning of the year, he was planned on facing Roman at SummerSlam. Well, he oh. got a serious injury, so that's why they brought in um Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. We'll talk I about this done. later. But first, ladies and gentlemen, live from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Are you still in Halifax, bud? Uh, I'm just outside of Halifax, but close enough. Close enough. He's yeah. the one-man wrecking machine. And uh, I just got to apologize to you guys for being such a, a turd, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well, you are a Highlander. You are a madman. So maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, how's everybody tonight? We're doing good. What are you up to, bud? How was your Halloween? Uh, Halloween was good. Uh, I had to give out $5 bills because I had no candy. I had to use my merch money. Yeah. <laughs> I can. What's that? Yeah, I smell bullshit. Okay. No, I'm serious, man. Only five kids, though. Yeah, man, for the last like 10, 15 years, we haven't had any trick-or-treaters out here at all. I I think identity, that's why I had no candy. And then when I got a couple knocks at the door, I'm like, oh, shit. So I went to the the merch money and grabbed $5 bills. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Robin McAllister is infamous for his merch table. He will be there an hour before the show and an hour afterwards trying to hustle his... His merchandise. Hey, you know, Renee, sometimes I just, sometimes, you know, I never got the rub that some of the other guys got. So, you know, I got to, I got to hustle a little, little harder sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, um, yeah, let's <clears throat> talk about, you've been keeping busy. You're, uh, you're still on the road a lot. You're still working pretty uh, full time, yeah. aren't you? I, I basically was full time from April till uh, pretty much now. And now I only got to, you know, like three or four shows a month. So that's a little, a little down from what I was doing, but uh, you know, the body can uh, sometimes use a rest, get some, right. get some massages and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, no, when I seen you, I mean, you're, you mind me telling people your age? Uh, go ahead, Renee. You're like in your early fifties, right? Only 51. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a year. Uh, come, come March, uh, come March, I'll be 50. You'll be 50, but I mean, you're still in excellent, excellent shape and you can still, I mean, we wrestled each other, uh, Nova Scotia and, uh, you haven't missed a beat, man. You're still, you're still on the, on the ball. I, uh, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you saying that because, um, you know, when I, I, I took some years off where I only did a couple shows a year and, uh, you know, it's, it's quite different when you come back and, you know, the difference of how crappy you really are when you only wrestle twice a year. <laughs> no, ring rust is a real thing, man. For, oh, for real. Ring rust is ring rust is brutal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. With with no rust right now, it's uh it's kind of nice to just go in the ring there if you got the right opponent. You can uh you go work a lot of magic without having to call it in the back, you know. Right, right, right. Well, we'll try not to expose the business too much here on the cafe, but Oh god. Uh, <laughs> so we'll back to other podcasters like God damn Anyway, um, hey, did you end up going to that show in Ontario that I couldn't get to because of the hurricane? Yeah, I, uh, I, I made it to that show. It was a pretty decent show. Uh, yeah. Wish you could have made it. Um, d- did you happen to make it? Didn't you go? Weren't you going to St. Catharines or something this over the weekend? Oh. No, 
there was a business uh, disagreement. And uh, what I tell people now is uh, I was smart with my money and I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. So I'm in a position where I call, I call my own shots and that's it. That's all. You know, I'm in the same position, Renee. I just, I only, a lot of times the shows are for the merch table. (laughs) Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, his new name is Robbie the Merch Man McAllister. No, it's just Robbie, Robbie Merch Callister. <laughs> Merch Callister. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's, let's talk about, like, your whole career, man. Like, uh, you're from Ontario, Canada, right? Yeah. And you are of Scottish descent. Yes, uh, my, my, I'm a second generation. Second and, generation, right. And uh, so how did you start off? What age? And give us the whole story, man, the backstory. You know, I, I, I played soccer and hockey growing up. And uh, at about 24, I thought, uh, you know, I'm not going to make it anywhere in hockey because I pretty much suck. But soccer, I was pretty decent at. And uh, I started I, – I went to a couple small indie shows. And once I saw the guys there, I was I was pretty skinny, guys. I was uh, I was six foot one, 165 pounds the first time I saw a wrestling show. And then I, I hit the gym. I got to hold the thing here, but I hit, I hit the gym hard. And, uh, at 24, I started putting on some pounds, but I didn't start actually training for wrestling until I was 27. And, uh, I went to, uh, I went to, uh, the fake heart brother school of wrestling in Cambridge. And, uh, basically, um, most guys that uh, went there pretty much, uh, spent a lot of money, learned a lot of nothing. But what I saw was a resource and a ring. And I had a dream, a focus, and I basically, that's, I knew I wanted to be a Scottish character, and then uh, all of a sudden Rory came along. No, you and Rory are legit cousins, right? No, we're not, we're not legit cousins. He might, he might tell you that, but I I don't, I don't, I don't pull the the bullshit card on that stuff, but, you know, we're close enough to be brothers now. Right. (laughs) So, So... Like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys were tagging up on the indies and you guys went for WWE tryouts multiple times, but it's not until you guys showed up in full gimmick with the fucking, the, the kilts and the fucking, the whole nine. That's when you guys got hired, right? Yep. Kind of, kind of the way I'm looking right now, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But then, uh, now what year was that? That was in 2005 or six. Um, we started coming around, I wanted to say 2004, mid-2004. And then uh, in 2005, uh, around August, um, we had a couple good dark matches, and that's when we came in in gimmick. And uh, that's when the ball rolled. And uh, we were offered contracts. And, of course, uh, it was going to be, you know, more money than uh, more money than the office said it was. And then when the contracts came, you're like, how do you argue with uh, this spot? You know what I mean? Right. But today I'm in a much better spot where I don't really, if I don't want to wrestle, I don't have to, but I kind of like doing it. Again. I love it actually. Well, you like sitting next to your merch table and people giving you money. Well, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I do like that, but I do actually like talking to kids and, and getting them riled up for the show. And, and, yeah. and I, I'm kind of no shit, no bullshit, all bullshit aside. I actually fall back in love with wrestling. I'm working harder all the time. And how long is that going to last? I don't know. I'm, 
pushing 50. Maybe I only got one more good year, but right. I'm going. I'm going to keep trying. It'll last till your hips get out of place like mine. <laughs> and you're 38. <laughs> I know. Well, don't forget, man, you started at 27. I started at 14. Yeah, I was going to say, so, yeah, you got the – yeah, you got you got the harder harder punishment on your body for sure. Right, especially uh, six over sixty tours of Japan. That'll that'll that'll, uh, well, that'll take some actually, off your bump card, huh? We actually talked about that when we were together. I was like, I I really don't know how you go over and do Japan all the time, but uh, mm. I got props to you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the Korean WWE. I mean, you guys had a, a fairly good run. It, right. It, it, it was decent. Uh, it could have went a lot better, but, you know, we got, uh, you know, they put us on, they, they ended up having us on Sunday night heat and we basically kicked ass every Sunday night heat, but didn't climb quite climb the ladder to where we wanted to got a couple title shots and this and that, but you know, it, uh, it made me a better person all around that, uh, for who I am today and, and, you know, what goes on in my life. So, right. Here's a quick story for you. I don't know if you were aware, but it was the night after WrestleMania 22. It was in Chicago, right? Yeah. And uh, I saw that you two guys were there, so I went up to Johnny Ace, and I said, hey, why don't why don't we have a, a La Resistance one-night-only reunion and put us, against the, put us against the fucking Scottish boys? And, uh, yeah, so I, I actually offered, because, you, you know, you're a fellow Canadian, and... Rory's not Canadian, but whatever. So yeah. I figured, fuck it. So yeah, so I, I'm the one that actually went up to Johnny and offered to fucking put me and Rob. Remember because we worked the dark match that night? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So you're welcome, pal. Made you Thank look you. like a million bucks. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, Robbie, I actually saw you in Nottingham back in 2006. Okay. And you was in an eight-man with against the Spirit Squad, and you were tagging with Piper and Flair. Um, I think my favourite thing was obviously Piper. He's from Canada, pretend to be Scottish, and it was his accent. It was so great being back in Nottingham. <laughs> but what was it like tagging with Flair and Piper? You must have some uh, fun stories. You know that was that was a lot of fun because uh, after we did uh, got to hang out with Flair for a couple nights, and uh, I. I it was funny to see how he could really treat people like shit. <laughs> wow, really? Well, I just, you know, I could imagine, I could imagine, you know, a guy at his stature and the people coming up, you know, to him all, can, it, no matter where you are, if you're Ric Flair, everybody's coming up to you all the time. And, uh, you know, you got to have your private time every once in a while. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. When he's in full nature mode, doesn't he? I mean, isn't well, I guess whole... he's looking for it, isn't he? Right? <laughs> I mean, if you're What's up? walking around the bar with your fucking robe on, nothing else underneath, and you're wooing, you're kind of looking for attention, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aren't, aren't we all looking for attention in wrestling? Uh, not me. I'm, I'm done looking for attention. Well, I guess no, because I got this fucking podcast. So I guess I'm looking Yeah, for you get a little bit. I... Uh... Yeah, I it's funny because I, I, I just basically anything I post is just wrestling now. I don't, you know, there's a lot of people, they got to post everything about their life. I don't even want to do that anymore. I'm getting tired of it. Right. 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 It, it, it gets tiresome being stuck on your phone, looking at social media all fucking day. Excuse me. Are we allowed to swear? 
You can Hell do yeah. whatever you want. Oh, perfect, perfect. You can do a strip tease. You can do whatever, pal. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> by the by the way, we might be having a bit of a late running in a bit. A running, nice. Oh, really? Well, let's keep yeah, ladies and gentlemen, keep uh, keep 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 it tuned in because we got surprises all the time here on the cafe. That's awesome. So. Of course, you know I'm going to ask you about the infamous situation in Orlando, Florida during WrestleMania week. I don't know if you're tired of talking about it, but let's see. You were, you were, for people who don't know, when you, WrestleMania is a week-long event. They fly you in usually after the Raw or SmackDown taping, that you, whatever brand you're on, and then you're stuck there all week. Some people have, like... Uh, you know, personal appearances and stuff to promote the show. And then some other people like myself had nothing to do. And I'm assuming, Robbie, you were in that boat as well. Uh, there was a couple times uh, at Orlando that week, yes. Because, uh, you know, when you get in that position where they're not doing anything with you, you're not going to sign autographs anywhere either. So, Right, right. So give me the whole story. Like, you were there with your son or daughter? Uh, I was there. I had my son with me. We went to Universal Studios. And and just to give you a, a backstory on my mind frame at that time was, you know, I was pretty much done with WWE. Uh, basically, you ever get to that point where you have a case of the fuckets where you just don't fucking care about nothing? Every day. <laughs> Every morning when I wake so, up. So, there, it, was, it was that time in WWE where there, they weren't using us. We were you know, getting the smoke blown to us all the time. We're going to do this, do that, and nothing ever happened. You're doing the job every week on every television show. So I just happened to do this stupid thing, and I had some friends of TNA there, and I, I texted a couple, and I went backstage. And uh, I, I should have thought twice when they asked me if I wanted to go sit in the audience, but I was like, uh, yeah, this don't feel right. But the only the only thing that's going to real really feel right is probably, like, you know, something bad's going to come out of it. And then all of a sudden I became the talk of wrestling for like weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks. Mm. So do you think that they kind of set you up for that? Uh, I know, I know Jeff Jarrett, like I've, I've done a, done a podcast with Jeff Jarrett and I know basically he basically put me on there because I want to say you said something. I don't know if it was a, just something on on social media wrote Renee, but uh, it was about at that time those guys would TNA would do anything to get ratings because they didn't have any ratings. So anything they could do to make them feel like they're a little bit better, they would do it. Yeah, and yeah. And, and I guess that's kind of I don't mean to be super disrespectful, but it's never been the show that WWE has been ever right. ratings wise or, or anything so if if they could you know if, if someone could have came out and and showed a boob to get a rating they could have you know they would have done it every week mm. you know mm. that's that's just my take on that company at that time at that point in time yeah so okay give me try to reenact the phone call that you got i imagine laryngitis is the one that called you uh did you say Vaginitis, yeah, vaginitis, vaginitis, John, vaginitis. So, technically, what happened was I got a text from Scott Demore, 
because he was in the production truck at TNA and says, they just showed you on the TV. What the fuck? Get out of the building. Right. <laughs> and right. so, so I, I, I looked out, I got up, I said, we better go. And then as soon as I walked out of the building, I got a phone call from, and for the life of me, I can't remember her name, but it was John Laurinaitis's uh, second hand at the time. I can't. Nicole Durazio. It might've been Nicole Durazio. And she says, yes, can you hold for a line, uh, a call from John Laurinaitis? And, you know, my heart's pumped. My heart's pumping because, you know, I just, I just did something I shouldn't have done. And, you know, I knew it was stupid, but, you know, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and he basically, he basically says, what's one of my fucking talent doing on fucking TNA, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he says, I, I said, I'll tell you what, instead of talking about it, I'll be right back to the hotel to see you. And uh, I walked right back into the hotel and Fifth Finley wanted to rip my head off. And uh, and the uh, undertaker calmed him down, said, you know what, if, if he's if he's man enough to do what he did and come back and face the music, it's it's not like I did what I did and I just disappeared out of WWE. And I went right back and, you know, it wasn't the, the, the smartest thing to do, but I, I went back and faced the music and and and. I got a couple bravos, you know. No shit. <laughs> you know, you get a couple guys going, fucking awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might be saying fucking awesome. That's one less spot for me to worry about. Yeah, that's, that's true. But, you know, it's guys It's guys in a situation that weren't in any better situation than I was. Right, right. I'm going, ah, fuck. I, I so, were you yeah. fired right on the spot? No, uh, they didn't fire us because Rory was injured. Uh and then uh, it was a couple times they tried to bring Rory back to uh, television, and he wasn't cleared medically. So uh, as soon as he was cleared medically, uh, we went in, we fought crime time, and that Thursday we were we we were let, let go. Okay, was, so you went in there, put him over, and then yeah, we on. did about two and a half minutes, and I knew <laughs> that I knew that was I knew that like. We had actually went and bought new kilts and tried to look better. And oh and, shit! And, and it was you know big big money wasted, but it was the last kick at the can. What'd you have? You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're going out the door, so you try something. What do you got to lose? You're going out the door anyhow. Right. Right. So from there, man, you you didn't give up. I mean, you went right back to the independence and, and kept working. Right. Took advantage of the exposure. I uh, I took advantage of my exposure. I I got into the merch there too. Um, of course you did. Bought a lot of bought a lot of my own action figures for three bucks. Sold them for thirty, you know, stuff like that. And uh, you know, Rory just did a couple shows here and there. We only did a few tag matches, but from two thousand eight when I got let go, I worked right till fourteen, pretty much a steady schedule, a couple times a couple times a week. Wow. And so. Did you come right back to Canada, or did were you were you allowed to stay in the United States? Because we're Canadian. I, I was uh, I was still living in Canada. I was just going back and forth. Okay. And uh, but basically, I had my I had my visa still, so I could cross the border and say I was flying. But because they didn't know, really know, like they didn't ask about the WWF. But the one day I was flying to New York to do an autograph session. Um, I told the guy I was just flying into town to do something, and the uh, guy goes, uh, "Yeah, you were in the, you guys, you won't be needing this anymore." And he took my took my visa out of my passport. The the TSA guy or the 
the American um, customs guy because he knew wow. I was a pro wrestler, but I wasn't with WWE anymore. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> a shot in the scrotum. And then, and then you know what happens after that. It's you're you're lucky if you you know if you can keep working in the United States. Right. Right. Damn. Um, Quick question, Robbie. So obviously the thing with TNA happened and you eventually got your release. Me, as a fan, thinking, right, if you appeared on TNA, TNA, I don't know if they made you an offer, but TNA, I'm thinking, wouldn't it have been an opportunity for them to bring you into the show and be like, right, this is the guy that, you know, left WWE for as he was in attendance and made like an angle of it. Did they ever approach you about anything like that? You know, I I showed up in their office January the following uh, the following January after I was uh, fired. Right. I basically went to their office to say, "Hey, let's do something here. I think you owe me you owe me a little something." But uh, it never. You know, I got to talk to Terry Taylor. Uh, I don't think he was a fan of mine. Never was. I don't know why. Um, but I never ever got a chance to talk to Jeff myself. And, you know, if you're not a favorite of people, you don't get some places, you know, so. Yeah. There's a lot of ass kissing in this business. Right. Well, if you uh, want to, if you want to be on top all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned Flair earlier. You said he wasn't the greatest of people. Uh, and we mentioned briefly Piper. Uh, what was Piper like? Uh, Piper was good. Um he knew when to decode and then get away from people if he didn't want to be around people. So he didn't have to be an ass. Uh, right. But uh, I do got a great story where uh, one night we were, uh, it, we got caught. I we were in Birmingham in the hotel and uh, we we're smoking a big joint. And uh, we took the, the smoke detector off and the security guy came up right away. He's like, you know, that, that rings off a bell and, yeah. Security guy came in, saw it was Piper. He called down and said, uh, just shut the alarm off in this room. And we sat and <laughs> sat and burned with the security guy for like uh, probably a third and a half. <laughs> I just felt That's it. great. <laughs> wow. Good times. Good times. So, like, independently, did you get a chance to go over to Europe and tour, with, especially with your Scottish gimmick? I mean, that probably would have been over and good over there, right? Well, you know, I, I did, I tried, but I wasn't getting, I don't know, I get, like I said, I was telling uh, that you got to kiss a lot of ass, and I, I don't, I don't think the Highlanders got high enough up to, to really capitalize on some things, you know? Mm. But, so I like, did, but, but Renee, I did go work, <laughs> but I did go work for British All-Star Wrestling as a, as a, uh, as a guy from the swamps of Louisiana for uh Brian Dixon for like, oh, two, for, like for like two months. And, uh, that was basically, I, I had a character, but that was basically around the same time Bray Wyatt came. And I actually proposed, oh, I, I was down in Louisiana and did some tapings and sent them back to WWE. And then I went over to England and wrestled as this Louisiana character, like from the swamps. And then Bray Wyatt came around. I'm not saying I created Bray Wyatt or nothing, but it's just funny how things go, you know? Oh, yeah. Coincidence. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Well, we got a lot of super chats. See, this is my gimmick. You sell the merch table. I just do super chats, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get through some. Uh, so this one did pop up as Robbie was coming on. Uh, thoughts on Orton and Adam Cole potentially having career-ending injuries? Well, you know, that's the part of the game. Everybody's got a bump card, and when your bump card is full, that's it. I mean, Randy's made a lot of money in his career, and shit, he's been there since he was, I think, 19? Oh, uh, I want to say 18. Was yeah, possibly. So he's been there for his entire adult life. So I mean, uh, I don't know. You know how how old how old's Adam Cole? I think he's my age, isn't he? Or is he younger? Probably mid thirties, I would say, around about that. Okay, he's the. You know, I, I figure guys should at least get into their mid forties, but you know, like I, I didn't. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like I have no bump card left, and then all of a sudden you feel you feel alive for like a month or two, and then all of a sudden oh, I don't feel good again. Right. But or you can I just do like me and I, don't take bumps. It, it's it's too bad guys got to get out because they they got serious injuries. You know. Yeah. Well, that's part of what we do, man. But, that's part of uh, we're risking we're risking all the time, and 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 you know we're not making those big dollars that are up there. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting guy. Someone I'm going to, have to bring on one day. Uh, Renee or uh, Rick, Robbie, uh, Pat McCannon. Uh, ready to hear people talk about him. He was bullied out the company. Uh, did you witness any wrestlers court also? I have never seen a wrestlers court. I never met the Palmer guy. But yeah, he uh, they fucked him so hard that he actually walked off a European tour. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never even heard about that. Yeah. I've never been to wrestler's court either, so I've never... Uh... Yeah. I think the whole wrestler's court is... But it kind of yeah. left with kayfabe? Huh? It kind of left with kayfabe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. I, all I know is they fucked him so hard that he just he just left. He quit. Yeah. He, he wasn't around very long. I, I remember the guy. He, he, he was... Uh, Trying to think what he looked. Yeah, I, tall, good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, blonde, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. he was a victim uh, of the Bradshaw harassment. Oh yeah, that's not that wouldn't be fun. No, it's not. Brian Gerwitz, uh, any thoughts on him? Did you just watch an interview with him? Seems like a good guy. Uh, I'm not a fan of writers at all in wrestling, but he was talented. He came up with some good stuff. He, uh, I think I like him because he was the one that's, uh, he was the one that, uh, kind of wrote us in and, you know, we didn't go far, but he, he was the one that started writing us in and, and helped us along. So I, I can say good things about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ronan, uh, we'd be having Rob Conway on the show. We get us this every week. Yeah. I'd like to have Rob, but he doesn't, I don't know. Maybe he's scared to make a public appearance because he's still chasing that dream or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to have me, Rob, and Sly on here. That'd be cool. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I know yeah. Sly's up for it, but Rob, I don't know. Uh, is the one at? I'll uh, I'll I'll message Rob tonight. Actually, um, follows me on he follows the channel on Instagram. Oh, I'll he? send him a DM. Yeah. Uh, the champ, thoughts on wrestlers being really bad at keeping kayfabe. 
I've seen wrestlers trash each other on social media only to like each other's posts <laughs> and insults. <laughs> it's true as well. It's true. Yeah, the cat's out of the bag. The the horn the horse has left the barn. You know, toothpaste is out of the tube. So you just gotta deal with it, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I I try not. That's that's the thing that sucks about social media, and that's probably another reason I don't want to really be on it much because there's 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 I don't know you're wrestling's so contradictory now. You just you, you, you know. Speaking of merch, Robbie Merch Callister, I, like I have that. my my uh, my coffee cups here that you like can go that. to Cafe de Renee Merch at gmail dot com. Uh, See, this, this way here, I don't have to go to a show and sit in front of a table. I can just do it on my my patio. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully, maybe one day I'll get there. Did you got? Did you guys ever play the uh, WWE video games? Question for Renee: What does it feel like to be in a video game? Um, I never played it, but the checks were really fucking sweet. Robbie, did you ever get one of those? I never got a. I never got a check for a video game. Never got on one. Yeah, those video game checks were really, really sweet. And then uh, I actually just saw a YouTube video the first time a couple of months ago of the actual me as a character or whatever. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not a video game player, but I did play it when I was a kid, so it's that's kind of cool. And I, I guess I was like a main focus in one of the SmackDown versus Raws. I guess that was like a main character or something on the video game. Yeah. He was in. You was. I remember playing it as a kid, and uh, yeah, it was like you was in one of the storylines, like you and Tori Wilson. Sweet. Um, I wish it was real life. Oh, she was your girlfriend in it, and you try like shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the it. thing, man. The guys that treat their girls like shit usually get the hottest girls for some reason. I don't know why that is. Yeah. I think it was uh, you was you was on a losing streak, and you blamed her. You blamed her ass for distracting you. It was something like that. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, we'll do a watch along one day. It'll be fucking yeah, hilarious. We should do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, styling and profiling. Good day, boys. Question Good night. for. Renee, uh, when you were in WWE, did you rehearse your entrance every time before TV? Fuck no. no. <laughs> Robbie, no. what about you? Uh, no, no, no. I think you just you did it on a house show. You figured it out, and then you just knew you did. What on? Yeah. math <laughs> yeah. uh, never lies. Steiner, man. Did you ever have any dealings with Steiner much, Robbie? I've wrestled him a couple times, and uh, but just I was on a tour with him. Man, he's a mad he's a madman in his vehicle. He was he hit, <laughs> he hit a seagull. We we're in Newfoundland. He hit a seagull, <laughs> and that seagull stayed in the grill of the Ford F one fifty. He was right. He must have hit about I don't know, 170 k an hour. And that seagull stayed there for eight days in the grill of <laughs> like a fucking trophy. Yeah, like a trophy. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a wild man, Steiner. Yeah, I think he's calmed down now with his older age, but yeah. See, I think he was under his best behavior when he was at WWE, but I seen him get heated a few times, like going off on Johnny Ace and shit. 
Yeah. He likes he like he likes to f bomb a lot too. He likes to what? He likes to use the f bomb a lot. Oh yeah. Well, you're, don't you're we all? A, you're actually at a show and they'll say, "Hey, no swearing." You hear fuck, 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 fuck. The one up here. Um, if Jake Paul goes to WWE, he'll be the next Andy Kaufman wrestling women and bragging about it. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that, Robbie? Like all these um, YouTubers and uh, coming in, coming in the business. What do you think of that? Well, the thing is, I haven't watched a lot of these YouTubers, but I've heard lots about them. And like, here, my thing is, are do they do they really care about the business, or is it just you know what I mean? Like, we like to like Renee. You like you like wrestling i like wrestling like are they are they here for wrestling or are they here for just more money like yeah. like we're all here for money don't get me wrong we're here for money too but you know this i, Do they I don't really know I heard like, they were gonna bring some uh what is it, some bunny guy in too or something so, oh yeah they did a bad buddy yeah yeah because he's 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 been doing uh he's been doing wrestling indie indie wrestling too or something so well here's the thing right anybody who would would have the chance to say okay we're gonna put you on wrestlemania who wouldn't take that opportunity who wouldn't fucking do that you know what i mean you're absolutely right so it'd be all that cool interest like okay you can play guitar half-ass you're half-ass guitar player okay we're gonna put you up there with metallic or fucking acdc who wouldn't do that <laughs> right i'd be right there <laughs> right there you go yeah yeah uh, question for you robbie uh from josh can robbie talk about landscape big fist and shad gasper memories r.i.p to all three of them uh you know i love big Fist. he was always really good to me um you know, I knew him on the Indies uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Sweet Stevie Lee. He re- uh, they were good friends. And so so backstage and everything, Big Viss always kind of looked out for looked out for me. So, you know, I got nothing but respect for Big Viss. Um, Lance Cade, you know, God rest his soul, did have a lot of trouble with him in the ring. But that's, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, I don't wish I don't wish ill will or death on anyone. I uh, wish he was still here today. You know, I can't say, I can't sit here and shit talk someone. And, but you know, I never, never did get along with him. Great. And we had, we had our issues. Uh, and who was the other one? Sorry. Uh, Shad Gaspard. Uh, Shad was a. Uh, Shad Gaspard. Yeah. Oh. Shad was a, Shad was a really nice, decent human being. Um, I know a lot of, you know, when people pass away, they, they jump on stuff and, you know, Shad wasn't the greatest wrestler and, no. and, but he had a heart of gold and he tried and tried. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a real, it's really tragedy that uh, what happened to him and, you know, losing his wife in the ocean, saving his son. So, you know, he was, he was a great guy. Always yeah. very nice to me. Yeah. I spent time with him, spent a lot of time with him in OVW. Uh, Big Viss wanted to teabag me one time. You want to hear that story? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> so we're out in Rapungi in Japan. That's like the red light district, right? And uh, it was me, Big Vis, and uh, Tayo Kea. That's King Curtis's nephew. He's a all-Japan mainstay for years and years and years. 
And uh, we went out to a strip club. We had a sponsor, a sponsor in Japan. It's like a fan that takes you out and just fucking pays for everything. And anyway, we were in this strip club. Yeah, we were in this strip club for about, oh, five, six, half a day. And uh, I got so drunk that they had to carry me out. And then uh, I ended up puking, like, in the middle of the street. And then uh, all I hear is, hey, let's teabag them. And uh, thankfully, thank you, Tayokea, for saving me because he brought me right up to his room and uh, waited till my wife got off work. And then uh, I got <laughs> shuttled home. But yeah, I could have been teabagged by a 500 pound uh, Mabel that night. Oh, don't think. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get sponsors for this show. <laughs> so we'll yes. have a night out like that. Uh, Robbie, another question for you from Ben. Uh, what was it like working with Hacksaw Jim Duggan? And did you feel working with him helped your career overall? Uh, you know, Hacksaw, when I was growing up, Hacksaw was like one of my go-to guys that wrestled. I just loved his hoe, his big old thumb. And uh, I got to travel with him for about six months. Uh, spent a lot of time with him in the car. Um, he could be a bear at sometimes. Other days, uh, he could be pretty much a gentle giant. But when he was pissy, he was he was a... He was miserable when he was pissy. But uh, as far as helping my career, uh, you, you know, working working with him as a as us being heels uh, probably helped us because as, as over as a baby face he was, it was easy to get heat on him. Yes. <laughs> and 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 if if you're a very very over baby face, you can be a real shitty heel and still get over. Oh yeah, definitely. I've I've went back and watched a lot of like early nineties WWE, and he was just so over. It was amazing, and all he done was like like I respect what he could do in the ring, but he come out ho two by four USA chance, and the fans just et it up. Three three close lines, a couple atomic drops. Yeah, that was about it. Oh, the good old oh, days, I call them. I call them the good old days when people was just over as characters and they didn't need to do a million flips to get over. Now we got to work. Now we got to work our asses off to get over. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, who was the best person and worst person in the locker room? The worst person, Robbie McAllister. Um, uh, I don't know, Robbie. You take this one. Uh, worst person. Worst person. Uh, you know what? I, I might as well say it. To me, Bob Holly. Oh. <laughs> Bob Holly is the worst person. He just, you know, you know, he 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 could he he could do what he did in the ring and everything. He was just he he was always he was always a miserable prick and didn't oh. like anybody. He didn't like anybody, and it was his way or no way. That's, that's, he's probably the most miserable prick there is in there. Oh, no. Like, the only thing that would make him smile or happy was when somebody was getting tortured or someone was getting bullied. Yeah. The only thing that would make him, make him smile, like nothing else. You know, Trying to start a conversation with him. No, just, just a miserable motherfucker, dude. I, I really hope, I really hope to this day he's not doing very well. I know I shouldn't wish that on anyone. But a guy like him that, you know, he he's that miserable to people and rotten to people and give you advice that get out of wrestling and stuff, which 
the advice I took from was pretty good because now I don't need wrestling. Right, right, <laughs> right. But, you know, but just, just, he's probably the guy. He's the yeah. guy. And the best person? Oh, there's a lot of good people. There's a lot of good people there. I, I'd say the best person to me when I was, when I was liked by everybody and stuff, I, I honestly think Randy was always good to me. Really? Yeah. I have to, I'd have to say like uh, Ray Mysterio, uh, Scotty Tuhati, and Molly Holly, Nora Greenwald. Well, let's let's not forget one guy too that always helped the boys out. He doesn't get a lot of mention. Mike Kyoto. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, Mike. Yeah. yeah, we had him on here, man. What a good dude, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really good. Uh, that the one here, our team machine. In the video game WWE SmackDown v Raw 2007, Big Fisher's finish was humping his opponent. He done it in oh, real life. Shit, I got humped by him. What the hell did, did you yeah. call it? That's when he was doing the world's biggest love machine. The world's largest love machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get you down on. You'd be on your stomach, face down, and he get on top of you and like dry hump you. I was like, fuck. I don't know what it's like being fucked by a whale, but I'm, I imagine that's the closest thing I'll ever get to it. I'll tell you that that splash in the corner, something else too. I don't know. I can't remember because we, or I worked with them a lot, and uh, we were tagging together in all Japan. Okay, yeah. They brought him in as Big Daddy Voodoo. Yeah, I tagged, I tagged up with him and uh, against him and Charlie a bunch of times. Oh, were him and Charlie together too? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the end of uh, Super Chats. Okay. So, all right, Robbie, let's um, <clears throat> let's plug your merchandise there, Merch McAllister. Uh, sure. What do you want? <laughs> to I just got t-shirt. I just got t-shirts right now, though. Okay, and where can we find them? Where can we order them? Uh, you can basically hit me up on my Facebook at Derek Robin McAllister Coach or uh, Instagram at Highlander Robbie. Highlander Robbie. Um, yeah, do you have any big shows or any events coming up that you want to plug? I got uh, Mayhem at the Moose, uh, downtown Halifax on the 18th. Um, then uh, I don't really have any big ones after that. Really? No. So are you mainly just staying out of the Maritimes now? Uh, well, right now I'm I'm talking with a guy about maybe doing six days out in Alberta. So hopefully that comes because okay, is that is that who's who's that for that for? That'd be for like uh, I think it's RCW and two other ones. They're trying to oh them. okay yeah There's I've been out there real together. Canadian wrestling. But uh, I I really. Um, I want to take some time and maybe go down to Mexico and just chill out for a little bit. Yeah. You were telling me that you want to go down to Mexico there. Yeah. I'd like to go for at least a month and just have the body, go to the gym, have the body, get the sun. And then uh, at that month, just kind of work on what's going on next year. Cause I got, I got, uh, I don't know, three or four autograph signings already and about six other bookings. So they're starting. Oh, so you got autograph signings in the, is that in the States? Yeah. Yeah. So, are you and Rory like on good terms? Are you guys working together any, anywhere? Yeah, just, Rory just does. Uh, Rory just wants to do the autograph signings. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. 
How's you looking physically? Didn't he have some health problems? No, uh, he was having some health problems. Um, I haven't talked to him much lately. He's uh, he's his parents are over right now because he's uh, stayed away from his old girl, which is good for him. Okay. And, uh, I believe all the problems will go away if he just stays away from his girl. That is the downfall to many, many a wrestler is their uh, second half. Sometimes you're absolutely right. Right. Yeah. Well, Robbie, it's always been a pleasure to have you on and talk with you. Oh, wait, we got some more questions here. Yep. Uh, Robbie, talk about your thoughts on. I've got a question for you afterwards as well. Uh, Robbie, talk about your thoughts on CM Punk and if he's in fact a locker room cancer. Um, you know, what I know about CM Punk is he's very good at getting in the right place at the right time to the right people to get what he wants. That's what he is. That's oh, he, he knows how to he knows how to talk and put himself into positions and people listen to him and give him what he wants. And, you know, if, if that's cancer, that's cancer. Uh, but, you know, it's just we, we, we all can't get along in this business. Me and Renee can get along, but we can't all get along in this business. I fucking hate him. What? Yeah, of course, 100%. A question we like asking. That's about how I would feel about his cancer. Um, you know, if cancer's, if cancer's figuring out how to get what you want and make a lot of money, that's – that's not bad cancer. <laughs> uh, a question we always ask uh, Robbie, and we always like hearing people's reaction is, who is your favorite agent and who is your worst agent? Uh, I'd say my, I'd say my favorite would have to be Dean Malenko. Wow, that's, really? That, that's the, the, op- I, that's I the opposite to everyone else, by the way. Oh. The reason I He's... like him is because he would he, he would let us do outlandish things and, and like, but then again that might have been our downfall. Right. <laughs> Maybe he let us do us because he didn't want us around. But Maybe. Who is the best? Uh, or worst? The the worst. Um I would say as bad as it sounds, it had to be Mike Rotundo because he would he would just listen to what the other guy said and we could never get anything in. Oh, really? Yeah, and he'd just, he'd always side with whoever else was on the other side of the the card, you know what I mean? So, really? when you're not when you're not people's favorites, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, see, that's what a lot of fans don't realize, like, it's so... That's the game backstage is you got to have somebody in that producer agent role that likes you, that talks for you in the meetings and pushes for you, right? Or you have to be standing at Vince's door or Stephanie's door or Hunter's door at the end of the show for an hour to try and talk to him. Right. Or it was that way or the other. Because that's what uh, I noticed John Morrison was good at. He would always wait around to get that time to talk. And if you do that you never really got farther so right. like you say renee you, you get the you get the right producer in your pocket or you're in his pocket it's that's when it's good yeah yeah uh and then like if you had certain producers like i was told right from the get-go if you were considered a pat patterson guy it was heat with all the boys 
Yeah, because what's the first thing they think of? Yeah, I know. right. Yeah, I mean that's just, that's unfair too. And fucking but, everybody's like that. It, it, that's yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, right. Yeah. So, but okay, man, I want to let you uh, have the night for yourself, and I want to thank you for coming on. And maybe uh, in the future you can come back on. Yeah, I'd, I'd come on again. And then sorry, I was late. Uh, my phone died when you were calling, and I was like, oh, but I was like. If I miss this, I was like, I, I, I felt really bad, but thanks for letting me get on, and uh, I had a great time. Awesome, buddy. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll talk soon, and let's keep in touch, okay? Um, Quick one. Yep. It depends if you want to stay on, Robbie, but someone might be joining in within the next five minutes. Who's that? Paul London. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> I, can, I can hang around for at least five more minutes. Well, hang around? Can I hang around, Renee? Well, no, I, I didn't know what Robbie's schedule was like. I didn't want to waste his time, you know. All right. He's just paging Dr. Hoovy, seeing if he's making it. Oh. So, Robbie. We had this new character on our show. It's called Dr. Guerrera. It's uh, Paul London plays him. It's uh, Hoovy. Yeah. <laughs> it's who? Uh, Hooven to Guerrera. Okay. Yeah, Paul London has a new character that he plays. It's called uh, Dr. Guerrero. Dr. Guerrero. Uh, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. All the fans here on the show know exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, he'll be joining us. So, yeah, speaking of Paul, did you did you guys there, – there's the <laughs> – There he is there. There he is right there. Ziff, baby. Ziff. The juice, baby. So do you and Paul get along great? Yeah, we got along good. I yeah. thought, I thought good. We had a great. There, there was a great time where uh, we were smoking. I want to say we were smoking a joint in South Africa up in his room, probably twenty first, twenty third balcony, maybe twenty third floor. And uh, Kendrick climbs up in the window, and all the boys are downstairs. All the boys are down on the patio having drinks and fuck it. There's there's Kendrick standing there pissing out the window on everybody. No. Within, within three minutes. With uh, no shit, within three minutes, uh, 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 why can't I remember his name from uh, Talent Relations was up there? Uh, Carano, Mark Carano. He was at, he was at the door within three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long did Kendrick stay in the company after that incident? Uh, <clears throat> I want to say he was still around for a bit. Or, no, he, yeah. yeah, he was still around for a bit. Yeah. No. That's the guy I'd like to get on here. I haven't talked to him in years. That was a that was a that was a fun night, and uh, we had a we worked them in uh, South Africa. Had a really good match, and worked uh, worked Dave Taylor and Paul Burchill, the Scottish versus the English in South Africa. That was wow. pretty badass. We did uh, a tennis stadium, and we're, our match was cut for the night, and uh, we ended up getting thrown on last, and we did the main event. It was the. Wow. It was, it was the coolest thing in a tennis stadium in South Africa. Wow. Paul Bertram, man. What happened to him? Is he still around? Last I heard, he was a firefighter in Louisville, Kentucky. That, I want to say that's what you told me a couple months back when we worked, because I think that's the last thing I heard, or a school teacher or something. something oh, like wow. Yeah, he got he got given a shitty, uh, a shitty deal, because they gave him the Pirates of the Caribbean gimmick, and then it didn't really get 
didn't really click, and then they just released him because he was really talented, man, Paul Birchall. He was talented. Definitely. Yeah. Now they gave him the Pirates of the Caribbean gimmick, and then they put him in a gimmick where he was going to be in an ancestral relationship with his sister, Katie Lee. That's on his... Then he got released. <laughs> See that? What's up with Vince McMahon? Because he Vince wanted to do an incest yeah. angle with his own daughter too. Yeah. Like seriously, man. Think of the mindset you have to have. Like, and that's your boss. So. Well, when she turned it down, when she turned it down, he said, "Okay, we'll do it with Shane." Because <laughs> <It was laughs> when 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 she pregnant, and they was gonna do the angle where Vince was gonna be revealed as the father, and when she said no. He was like, okay, Shane will be the father. And she's like, no. <laughs> where, where did you hear this? I, I think a few people's mentioned it. I can't name names like because I can't remember, but I've heard it online a good few times from wrestlers. From wrestlers saying this? Yeah, I, I, I forgot who said it, but I've heard it multiple times. Like, that was the plan. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, that's, some way out there, that's some way out there shit. Yeah, that's pretty fucking sick, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, 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 that, but that's not the first time he's tried to pitch that angle because um, do you remember when Ken Shamrock was in WWE? And wasn't there the girl who was portraying his sister, uh, Ryan Shamrock? Yeah. He right. wanted... he Well, Ken and the girl was actually dating in real life, but Vince wanted them to have an incest angle as well. And this was back in 98. <laughs> Well, you do you do know that Vince McMahon grew up in South South Carolina, right? And he was born, <laughs> and he was born in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Um, I'll message for now. Let's make sure he's coming. Uh, question here, uh, Robbie. Uh, thoughts on Triple H taking over WWE? Wow, I think he should give me a job now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it's Paul that mentioned that. Was wasn't Triple H like really into your guy's gimmick? Like, wasn't that his pet project? He, uh, I think he he liked us, but but Vince liked us. But I I don't really know. But you know, I never I never really had any bad dealings with with Triple H. I never no. never really did. But but I know wrestling, so you never know. It's yeah, it's yeah. Because I remember hearing like some of the top guys that were in the meetings, like the production meetings and stuff. And they would come back and just say like, Oh, Hunter's just fucking burying everybody, throwing them under the bus and shit. And it's like, uh, yeah. Wrestling. That's the wrestling business. Uh, Dean space Marine speaking of messed up angles. Can any of you explain the whole Heidenreich Michael Co angle? What's up with that? Do you remember that? I, I don't even remember that one. That's the one where he had uh, Heidenreich had Michael Cole pinned up against the wall and he was like yeah. like from behind and like just like dry humping him from behind. I don't remember that one. Uh, it's, it's, it's forgettable. It's one you kind of want to forget. It's kind of disturbing. It's right up. It's right up there with like Snicks, Snitsky, like kicking the fucking baby doll in the in the audience. Oh my god, that was crazy! But right up there, yeah. dude. Holy shit! Yeah, and May Young giving birth to a hand, and 
Mark Henry getting a blowjob from a transvestite. And, uh, what do else? When, oh. do, you, do you remember when they mixed in with that? Uh, it was uh, May Young and Snitsky. He had the foot fesh, fetish and he was licking her feet. Uh, do you remember that? <laughs> no. Yeah, I remember it. It was on WrestleMania, I think. <laughs> and that's real. That's a, that, that foot fetish is real. <laughs> yeah, that's a shoot. Is no, it? <laughs> I remember being in developmental OBW and watching Raw, and that's when they were doing the Katie Vick necrophilia shit. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to save as much money as I fucking possibly can so I can fucking get out of this shit early. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck, that was embarrassing. Anyway, got another shit so, <laughs> Drugs were invented to forget these storylines. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, do you guys think that John Cena deserved to be the guy when you guys were in WWE? <laughs> Fifi, Fifi disagrees. Huh? Fifi disagrees. Yeah. Um, who do you think take any spot? I could have done it. I, I think. I think there's a lot of guys that could have done it. You just. He was in the right place, talked to the right people, kissed the right ass. Mm. Well, no. Cena is an incredibly intelligent person, well-spoken. He looks like a million bucks. Yeah, that, yeah. In the know. ring, um, I, I've been in the ring with better, <laughs> but... He's See the first dead. thing is first thing that Vince notices is, is look, and then if you have a brain, you know what I mean. Because to, to be in that spot, you're promoting his product on talk shows, radio shows, newspapers. He wants someone who's articulate, quick on his feet, and he understands that a lot of people are out there just to knock our business. So he needs someone who's witty, but has the right temperament to fucking outsmart some of these people, right? So. No, from that aspect, Cena was was perfect for that role. You know, yeah, I mean, reliable too. Very, I mean, that's a very well articulated answer there, Renee. Right, yeah. I'm trying, dude. I'm yeah. trying. Yeah. Was you in the company when the Benoit tragedy happened, Robbie? I was. was what was? Stuff. I've heard Renee's thoughts. What's yours when it, it happened? Was, it was a very sad day. It was just. It, I don't know. It just. The day that all that happened, it was just all I remember is like a big empty hole. It just felt like, and I think everyone felt the same way. And, you know, just shock and just, it was just a terrible tragedy. And, and it was kind of made you sick feeling. That's all. Yeah. Mm. Did you and Benoit talk a lot? Cause I mean, both Canadian and stuff. We, uh, you know, he chatted. We chatted a few times. We weren't close or anything. Um, uh, whenever I had my kid, whenever I had my kid with me, he was always really nice to my kid. Yeah. And and actually take time for kids. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, just a terror, just a terrible thing in wrestling, right there. Were you at TV when the they did the Benoit like tribute show? That was yeah. We were in uh, Texas, right? Corpus Christi, Texas. Yeah. Um, and they had announced what happened. And then uh, 
Vince came out and they did it at the ring. And then uh, they basically said, uh, all you guys are excused for the day. Uh, we're going to have a tribute show. We're not even having a show tonight. And then uh, two or three days later, uh, you know, all the all the terrible stuff really came out. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I was last night, actually, I watched a documentary on it. Yeah, I think it's from Cultaholic or something, one of those uh, yeah. English YouTube uh, channels. And uh, I actually learned a lot of stuff. Like, I didn't realize that, <clears throat> like, I heard she was tied up and stuff, but I didn't realize that her hands and feet were tied up and, like, he beat her and shit. Like, I didn't realize that. Yeah, there's some crazy, crazy stuff. I, 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 I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's like you read the news. Like I, my, my homepage is MSN News, right? And every day I'm reading the shit that's going on in the world. And like the world is crazy. I mean, double murder, suicide, that happens at least once a month. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah. no, it, it's weird because uh, like, you know how our, our society is so surveilled, they can find everything out now. But right. It, there's there's not really serial killers anymore. They just go openly kill people, like go to a high school and kill 20 people at once instead. It's we're in, up, we're in a real fucked up world. Dude, the state of North Carolina this year alone has 22 mass shootings. That is nuts. This year alone, 2022, there's been 22 mass shootings. And the year is not even up yet. There might be more. Just in Carol North Carolina. That's fucked. That and you know where it's getting bad? Toronto. Toronto is getting fucking crazy too. That's really? why I got out of Ontario. All right. All, all southwestern Ontario is getting bad. That's why you moved out here in the Maritimes where uh, it's you know sex, drugs, and lobster rolls. Lobster rolls. <laughs> <laughs> uh thoughts on Mr. Kennedy should have been the, the guy. That was the plans. I uh, I got along well with uh, with Ken. Um, he did. I I thought he had a lot of charisma, but I I didn't think he'd be the guy to carry everything. But he intercontinental guy or something like that, but to carry the to carry the the no. show, definitely not. No. no. Um, HBK's lazy eye. Um, William Regal looked like he may have been William Regal looked he may have known something while on the tribute show a lot yeah. of people knew. I think a lot of people knew yeah was it um, Stevie uh, Stevie Richards like because uh, Val Venus was into the conspiracy theories and I think uh, Val came to Stevie few days before and he said I heard that Chris was the one who done it and Stevie couldn't believe him and then obviously the news came out right because they were having marital affairs too she threatened to divorce him and Chris was on a lot of drugs too I mean he was his testosterone levels were 10 times the normal amount he was on a lot of prescription pills he was drinking heavily. And then you had the concussion thing on top of that. Brain trauma and stuff. 
I mean, it was a cocktail for disaster, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, Artie Machine, the Dark Side of the Ring episode on Benoit was interesting. They think Eddie Guerrero's death had an impact on it. Um, you know better than me. Oh, shit, yeah. Because he was writing, he was, he had like a, <clears throat> a diary that he'd write to him. Yes. He'd be writing to his friend, you know, like the camaraderie in wrestling, not all wrestlers, but there's certain wrestlers that have a camaraderie with somebody. And when, cause we're in a, a business where you can't really trust anybody, but like they developed a relationship in Japan. Right. They, they Especially, had that. They had that trust. They yeah, they had the bond there. And, you know, like, I know, uh, like, Edge always had Christian. <clears throat> that one guy that no matter what they could go to. And because, you know, in this business, sometimes just you might say something to the wrong person. And then that person will, like, for example, uh, the X-Pac Hoobie situation, right? Where you blurted out that, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, when you lose that, you know, so I think that definitely, definitely had an impact on, uh, but here's another thing when, uh, Nancy and Kevin Sullivan were married, she tried stabbing him with a a pair of scissors. She actually stabbed him in the chest, (laughs) right? So who's to say that maybe Nancy didn't try to attack Chris in one of their, you know, because they were both drinking too, right? <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many scenarios to play out, but bottom line is it's done and it's tragic and it sucks. Yep. There's, there's a podcast. Um, it's available audio. It's on uh, YouTube as well. The uh, Casual Criminalist. A true crimes podcast and like they cover everything like John Wayne Gacy to Jeffy Dahmer but they actually done an episode on Chris Benoit mm. uh, very informative I recommend listening to it but obviously you know a lot about what's happened but there's a couple of it, like a lot of it is stuff like what's common knowledge but there is like a couple of things like you mentioned Renee like I didn't realize Nancy filed for divorce like a few months earlier or even like a year earlier and she left and they got back together so there was actually quite a few tidbits what I didn't know not only that but Chris had left uh, in the will to his other family in in, uh, Alberta, Canada right yeah it was like a life insurance plan or something (coughs) he left that that to his his ex-wife and uh, son in in Alberta, right? Right. So they, they had fights over that too. <laughs> so, where is uh, Mr. Paul London? Is he coming on board or what? Is he? I'll double, ch- right. I'll double check. Um, yeah, because I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take off. I got, I got someone here with me. Yeah, Robbie's got to. Uh, you know, I'm actually working on my house. Sure, you are. I, I am. I'm, I'm. I'm lifting. I'm lifting up the addition of my house. Are you really? Ah, uh, yeah. It's a fuck of a job. <laughs> so you you got a you got a pretty nice pad there out in Nova Scotia, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, I got. Well, it'll be nice when it's done, but it, it right. was fixer upper. But it's gonna be like nineteen, you know, classic retro, and and it'll be the die for when it's done. Okay, well, maybe I'll take a drive down there some one of these weekends if we're both off or something, or maybe in the sounds good. Yeah, because you're shit. You're only about maybe two hours away. Go there for a weekend and uh, party hardy, buddy. We'll get into trouble. We'll get into some trouble. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Paul London's going to show up, but Robbie McAllister's a busy man. He's got uh, you know things to see and people to do. So. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on, Robbie. And maybe next time we can do it live, uh, either from my place or your place. And we'll just come on here live and shoot the shit. That'd be awesome. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good All right, time. dude. Be safe. Thanks, Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that was uh, Robbie McAllister, everyone. Robbie the Merch McAllister. Right. You always tell me how great it is, like, um, interacting with the fans on the uh, match tables. Um, have you got any uh, fun stories involving a match table? I'm trying to think. Not really. Well. No. Oh, some, ever... people, some people try to, like... Uh make a, a bargain with you like uh here i'll give you this much i said no the price is this and this is what i charge and you know right. but sometimes sometimes you get maybe like a special needs kid or something show up yeah. and it's like he might have like i don't know four dollars and quarters and it's like just just take it bud you know yeah yeah it's um now uh have you ever seen the what's the craziest instant you've seen that like a sign-in or something like that oh shit I was in Orlando for Wrestlemania weekend and uh Heidenreich was there with his buddy who was like a dink, uh, doink doink the clown impersonator basically right. and then you had Bull James remember he was in NXT yeah and he was trained by Matt Bourne right Right. So he took offense to this guy pretending to be his trainer, who was, you know, Matt Bourne had been deceased by that point in time. So actually, the guy took a picture and like trash, like <clears throat> took a picture of the guy and like trashed him on social media. And then Heidenreich find out, and then they got into a big fight argument. They almost went head to head, and then the the cops got called, and Heidenreich ended up being detained and sent to jail. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Heidenreich had like a cyst on the top of his forehead. You can actually go watch that interview on Hannibal TV. Hannibal had, that's when Heidenreich's face is all like black and blue and shit. And I hadn't seen John, I hadn't seen John for about, fuck, almost 10 years by that point. And yeah, he was in a, he was in a rough, rough state, man. You know, a good, good guy too. I love to have Heidenreich on here. Where is he now? Any idea? Last I, heard, last I heard, he was in New Orleans. That's right. where he's from, right? Yeah, but a really, really good hard guy, man. Yeah. Um, Paul said he was joining, so I don't know. We'll give him five more minutes. Uh, Chris James, what's up with talking smack to Stephen King? I will not have it. Who was talking smack to Stephen King? 
Like, why, why, why you trash? I fuck, man. I you know the it. The yeah, I thought he wrote it. Yeah, yeah, I read the book when I was eleven. The whole thing, cover to cover, in like three months. Oh no, I like Stephen King, but. So basically what's happening now with Twitter, so Elon Musk has basically said for people to keep their blue tick, to keep themselves verified, you have to give like $8 a month. Right, right, I heard that. <clears throat> and these, Stephen King's given a big uproar about it's $8 a month, I'm like, you're a multimillionaire. Come on, dude. <laughs> and people's like, you have to pay $8 a month to be on Twitter. I'm like, no, you don't. You can still be on Twitter, but if you want your blue te- check mark, just it's $8. I'm pretty sure you can afford it. Right, but what's what's the point of having the blue? Like, is that important? You don't really need it, right? You don't need it, but I'll tell you what it is, okay? Simple as is. It's a, it's a, it's a social status thing, but basically, if if someone had, like, a tweet and had a lot of replies, your, if you're blue tick mark, uh, you will be prioritized for them to see your message more than the others. Oh, is that the whole deal? Yeah, and if someone and if you know if you uh, and if someone's messaging you with a blue check mark, you're like, oh, they must be someone that's semi important or someone that's known because they've got the blue check mark, basically. Oh, I see. But but I'm wondering now. So if you pay, so um, I'm wondering if you pay the eight pound a month, can anyone have the blue check mark now? If so, I'm getting one. <laughs> For the cafe, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm getting one for the cafe, but uh, yeah. I'm getting one. I'm getting one. <laughs> okay, so is Paul on the not joining us, or what's the deal? He said he was traveling, and he's um, he's just had a meal. So, oh, he's supposed to eat on the cafe. I mean, that's his that's his ritual. Dude. He always does it. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Uh, we have got super chat here though. Uh, WWE owns John Cena's name and money he makes from it. Uh, they do, yeah. Well, he's done pretty well for himself. Is he still doing movies? I don't really follow up with him, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, um, try to remember the last movie he's done. Um, there he is. Oh, you know who would know is this man <laughs> right here. Mr. What's going Mr. on? Hey, what uh, are we talking about? Oh, we're talking yeah. about John Cena's film career now. Uh, have you kept up with Mr. Cena and his film roles and stuff? I have not. Um, I can't say that I have. Uh, yeah, I have not. No. Are you at a church? <laughs> uh, no, I'm uh, somewhere sacred, though. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, yeah. Saying, uh, you know, just saying hello to some people. Oh, okay. Whatever works. But, uh, what are you drinking yeah. there, buddy? What are you drinking? Uh, just, uh, iced Americano. Dry. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Straight. It's like tons fancy. of espresso. Yeah. It's not fancy. No, it's, it's stupid, I think, but. Hey, screw it, man. You know, it's I, I drink more coffee than I do water. Probably not the best thing, but hey, what, I'm oh, sure you can well, relate to that. I, I can't throw stones if I live in a glass house, man. 
Um, that's right. That's right. You have to send me your address, dude, because I got the Cafe Renee merch coming in tomorrow. So I got to give you, I got to send you some stuff. Oh, nice, man. That would be delightful. Yeah, I would love to uh, love to get a mug and uh, whatever else I could, you know. Whatever you can fucking swindle off me. You know, we got to represent, dude. What I can swindle off? Am I a swindler? <laughs> I think we got a super chat here. Hold on a second. Do I, do I get any merch or do I have to pay for it? You have to pay for it. Double. Double. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll teach you how to swindle. Yeah. Actually, we just had uh, Robbie McAllister. You just missed him, Paul. I saw, yeah, I, I'm sorry I missed you guys. It's, uh, that's unfortunate. I wanted to see what he said about the TNA thing. Oh, that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, he is the merch king. Dude. Uh, he, he'll show up. He'll make sure that as soon as the fans walk in, he's at his merch table, and he won't leave till the last person leaves the building. He is there. Oh, wow. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Wearing his kilt and everything, man. He's. I've never been a real like merch guy. I don't know. Like I, I've had it, but I don't know. It, it's like just more stuff you have to pack, and it's stupid. I should, I should be doing it more. Um, well, so there's a part, man, you know. Bro, I mean, you're you're a wanted man, Paul. Especially now with. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Doctor Whovey shit is really. Hit outer space, but I mean, people are fucking loving your Doctor Whovey. Hey, I'm yeah, I'm waiting on the season desist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Renee you know. said that to me. Renee's like, should we post this? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. kind of weary about posting it, but I mean, what the hell? The second I get a a letter in the mail from Mexico, I'm just gonna tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's I that question know. we had there, uh, Jameson? Yeah, uh, uh, howdy, Smiley. Uh, did Renee ever meet Big Jick Johnson? What was that gimmick? Um, yeah, I did. He was one of the uh, Chris DeJoseph, right? Yeah, he, I've reached out to him to try and get him on here. He's a good friend of mine. Okay, yeah. So, uh, my dealings with him are positive. I think that whole thing is Vince really dislikes overweight people and i think he enjoys bullying people and making fun of them so i think that whole thing was just to entertain vince mcmahon andy likes guys in thongs yeah so he's uh he's he's who who got me hired at lucha underground that's who got me on board was to joseph yeah he's, he's he's great i don't I don't know that he's doing anything with wrestling anymore. I know that after Lucha Underground, he went back to work for the Evil Empire oh. for a short for a short bit, and he was just like fed up with it. Because I talked to him uh, when he was working there, and he was talking about how you know they were at the offices in Stanford. Uh, they had to be there, you know, full suit and tie until sometimes like two or three in the morning doing meetings and um and it was just yeah i think he was just he was over it um and i could be mistaken but i think man i don't i don't know if he's doing something in like the crypto field now or if he's doing like hydroponic 
growing or I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure. He's got some business. He's always, you know, he's a smart guy. He's a really smart guy. He's got a lot of talent, very creative guy. And so he's, um, he's doing something now. I, I, I don't know that my messages are actually read. <laughs> so some, some friend, uh, no, but I, yeah, I like, yeah, he's a great guy. I, I'll keep at him and hopefully we can get him on here at some point. Yeah, man, he must have a lot of cool backstage stories, like in meetings and stuff, right? Oh, like, yeah, stuff that I don't think he would ever dare reveal on here <laughs> that he's told me, but, um, yeah. So the things that he tells you, does that make you happy that you left or are no longer there? Um, I mean, I think the pros and cons you can measure them any way you want. I, I certainly wouldn't need his stories to, to waver one way or another, you know, because everything affects you individually and what works great for some people isn't for other people. And, you know, obviously he and I were in different positions, but I can definitely relate with a lot of the things that he said and, none of them were too positive i should say um you know i think it's just you have to there really is a, an aspect of of giving up a majority of yourself and of who you are for any of the positions in that kind of structure and so you know it's um oh yeah, yeah definitely working there you have no life. Your life depends on that company. Like that has to become your sole reason for living. That's everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like being in bed with Rumble Stiltskin. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's you're you're either giving up your your first, second, third, third born, all of them. You're giving up yourself. You're castrating yourself in many, many ways, and. uh you know, it's it's not for everybody. No, that's true. Off to the super chats. Oh, there he is, Doctor Guerrero. <clears throat> Why aren't you answering my pages, Doctor? I was trying to get a hold of you. Ah, uh, meningitis is clearing up a little bit. It's you know, it it comes and goes. It comes and goes. I just every now and then I just take a look in the toilet, and it depends how much how much marinara I've had today. You know. So it really just kind of depends. Sometimes the cheesy crust it sneaks up on me, you know. So, <laughs> I, it, it, yeah, it depends. But right now it's still, it's okay. Right now, not so bad. Not so bad. Uh, uh to me, Shade. Uh, I know who to play as on WWE SmackDown Free Raw 06 season mode. You, Paul London. Oh, gee. So I'll you like right to. Back, you, I'm amazed how lit uh, Renee's frame is right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if they like to play as me on the 2006, so they must like to lose a lot. That's <laughs> I 2006 think, was a good year for you, wasn't it? I don't remember. Maybe. Um, but I think I, I think I remember seeing in one of those video games, it was like whatever the I, I'm 
ignorant when it comes to a lot of those, how the, how the games work and all that stuff. Um, for me, if, if you don't put quarters in the machine, then I'm already kind of at a disadvantage. Um, but I remember, I think it was like half the divas roster had their, their like, uh, it's like skills, speed, strength, like whatever those little bars of, you know, and like at least like half the divas roster was like way more than mine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, who knows? Although I do remember getting to the finals um, when we were in Chicago for WrestleMania. When I, that weekend, I ruined Renee's bathtub with my um, regurgitation of alcohol and sweet potato fries. Um, we had had open bar at, I can't remember what restaurant it was, but it was where they were holding the video game tournament. And yeah. they had put me in the video game tournament, I think, because they thought, you know, oh, this guy's in, <clears throat> whatever they thought of me. Um, so they put me in the video game tournament, much to my surprise. And I defeated Edge, which I was like, how's that for an upset? So I'm 1-0 and actually against Edge. Um, and then I made it to the finals and lost to the the phenom, the video game phenom that is Shelton Benjamin. I almost beat him. So, you know, that's... But, yeah, I remember going to my my cousins. Uh, they live in Denver, and I went there one Christmas or something, and they were playing it, and... I was just like, what is this? You know, I didn't, I don't think I even realized I was in the game, but I tried playing it for a little bit. And, you know, video games today, it's, you either have to be like a hardcore gamer or you're just a button masher. And I'm, I'm definitely a button masher, you know, where it's, yeah. I mean, it's like you have to do this combination of, of buttons just to, do like a couple i don't know it i'm very limited when it comes to video games so yeah i've been playing them since oh since i can remember so i'm pretty decent at home especially the uh fighting games like yeah mortal combats and uh tekken so um yeah i'm playing for too long yeah i i just like having the up, down, left, right direction button and A and B. I think yeah. I can still. Re I think it was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. A B A B A B select start. I think that was the combination to get unlimited lives in Contra. Yeah. Somehow the, uh, I still. Yeah. Konami code as well. That is. Oh. Is <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you stick in any Konami game and like something happens. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I never used the game genie or the power glove or any of those. There was even like a robot. I can't. Remember, I can't remember what the. It might have been Robbie. That might have been from Lost in Space. But there was a robot that you could play for the uh, Nintendo as well, um, and it kind of looked like Johnny Five from Short Circuit. I know you know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's like the little robot, and I think you'd put like a remote in his hand or something. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Oh, nice. Nice uh, nice product placement. I like it. Merch at gmail.com, everyone. Do you have stuff in that right now? Or is, okay, are you pretending to drink, or is there coffee in there? I did last time. Last time I was pretending, but now I actually have coffee. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, this is... This is like a bad television show where it's yeah, like it's the empty mug and they're it's a warm drink. Times are tough, folks, you know. <laughs> Inflation's got us all down, so. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Help her brother out. God, what is with these impressions? Um, well, can you do an impression of Hoovy getting thrown off the, the CW <laughs> Australia tour so he can go back home to Super Crazy and smoke your stolen joints? <laughs> these are these requests are so layered. <laughs> these people like, should write. They, these people should write for WWE. The more creative. Yeah, these are great storylines. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, oh, you started a monster, man! I mean, Jesus. Christ. Oh man, it's it's yeah. It, I, I'm I'm regretting it. Uh, no, it's it's flattering. I mean, if people like to see what is what was it that he was. Busted in Australia for was it acid or what was he? No, it was ecstasy. I guess he had a bad trip on ecstasy and he was running naked around the hotel or some shit. From what I heard. Well, That's I'm not about to get. I'm not about to get naked. Oh come on, man! Come on, do it, do it for the <laughs> Yeah, sacrifice, so, bud. So fucking hot here. So fucking hot in Australia. I just don't fucking know. There's fucking kangaroos and koalas and shit everywhere. I'm just so fucking hot, man. I just want to fucking take my shit off. Fuck, fuck, I just love fucking touching my fucking face, dude. It's so fucking... No, you're not gonna fucking get me. Not gonna fucking come get me, cops. I'll fucking get you, cops. I'm the cops and Roberts. I'm gonna fucking get you, cops. We gotta fuck. Hold him down, mate. No, no. Please, just send me back to Mexico. I need to fucking smoke Paul Hunter's joints. Please. And like tw- 14 hours later. <laughs> Hey, what's what's what happened with you? Oh man, it's fucking crazy. Super crazy is fucking crazy, man. I was in fucking Australia and they fucking came to arrest me. I was just trying to fucking just pet a koala and a kangaroo. And they just fucking came at me, all these fucking cops. And they said bap bap bap. And they tried to fucking they tried to give the doctor an examination. But I gave them an examination. I fucking showed them what the juice is all about. And I fucking juiced them. I juiced them so fucking good. But uh, let's get some of those fucking joints. I know you took like 20 of them. So let's fucking, let's smoke one. Eh, yeah, I I only took, okay, yeah, I took like 25, you know. But that was only because I wanted to, I wanted to prove myself to the cartel yeah, no, that's fucking. I understand. Yeah, that's fucking. Let's smoke more than joints. Let's, let's see what you got to smoke. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah, no, I. 
okay, okay. <laughs> but let's get Hacksaw on the phone and we can smoke with him too. Let's let's go with him. <laughs> oh, hey guys, it's so good. Like I don't know, that's the worst Hacksaw ever. Like he's all slow or something. Oh, hey guys, so good to see y'all. I've been jonesing. I've been jonesing. Oh, I've been jonesing so much. Just let me smoke some of it, please. Please. It was PCP. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I'm not yeah. doing that all over again with PCP. That was... No, 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 no. But that was a hell of an impression. I mean, uh, PCP always... is fucked. That, I told you about that, right? How, like, we got all that laced oh, mar- yeah, like, yeah. Was weed. No, it was. It was witty, but it was like super laced. And then I got back to, I went back to Australia like years later, and I told my friend that story. And he was like, "Oh yeah, man! Like that's what they're known for down there. As they lace that shit with PCP." I thought <laughs> would have been good to know at the time. No wonder, no wonder it looked amazing, but it certainly. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that was very unintentional. Um, say no to drugs. Say no to drugs, kids. Uh, this past this past weekend, we just down the, about 10, 10, uh, 10 miles down the road from where I live, the largest fentanyl bust in uh, our province history, dude. Good. Get that shit off the streets, man. Holy shit! I didn't realize it's right in my backyard, but it is. Yeah, it's um, that shit's bad news, man. I mean, you know, you can, from what I understand, it can just it can be like the 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 slightest amount on like a penny, you know, like the slightest amount that can kill you. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's just it's it's bad news, you know, and and that shit can be put in all sorts yeah. of stuff. It's just yeah. You know, so um, listen to Mr. Mackey, kids. Can you, can you do a Mr. Mackey impression, uh, James? James. Uh, drugs are bad, okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that's good enough. Renee, you need, you need a paper bag to breathe in and out of for hiccups. I got, or, I got the hiccups. Or, or you need to drink water upside down. Or you need to be scared all of a sudden. I learned that on on Hey Hey Dude, the Nickelodeon classic Hey Dude, because I remember Mister Yeah Mister Mister Burns or whoever the the ranch hand that owned the Dude Ranch. He had hiccups or somebody had hiccups. So I can't remember. I've exposed myself too much now, but I hope you get better. I you know we we could do a little examination for you next time you come to the office. I can't even see you right now. You're like. Oh, there you are. So we'll um, we've got some techniques that are pretty revolutionary, and we'll get you we'll get you cured up real well. Of those fucking hiccups, man. Yeah. We put something big and we put something big in your mouth, and it has to go all the way down your throat, and you feel like a little trickle. But um, that's just the medicine, just coating the throat. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. That's okay. Uh, we got some more super chats. Yeah, Why? I'm just kidding. Oh, you know, since you came on, they all started flooding in. I noticed. <laughs> so, um, this great uh, question. 
Thoughts on the prequel series Camp Crystal Lake? I'm hearing it's taking place in the 40s with JC's mom. <laughs> JC, Jason. I like JC. Oh, Jason. Oh, Jason. Yeah. She's pregnant. So this is before Jason's born or something? I haven't I haven't seen that detail yet. <clears throat> Dude, I, it's, it's it's overdone. Jesus Christ. How many Jason Friday the 13th have been made? Twelve. It is 12, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Are they going to finish at 13? I mean, that would make sense. Well, apparently to s- the streaming rights, that's that's why they're doing a series because it's easy to get the streaming rights, whereas the, the movie rights are held up by New Line Cinema. And so that's why they're going forward with like a streaming uh, approach as opposed to a movie approach. And they're hoping that with the streaming approach, if the show is successful, which I can't imagine it wouldn't be, then New Line will think, like, we should capitalize on this and get this figured out and do a movie. So I selfishly would hope they wouldn't end it at 13, just so that, you know, the more the merrier. Um, for I could hopefully have an opportunity. Um, but you never know. Um <clears throat> Yeah. It, Did you hear about the script? What they was going to do, but because of the rights issues, they didn't go ahead with the movie, but there was like a full script what was written. This was years ago, right? Like 2017, something like that, 2016, 2017. Yeah, and... I, I actually, I had an audition lined up for that film. Oh, right. Um, yeah, for one of the lead counselors. And then it just fell apart like literally i mean it seemed like overnight it just it 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 got scrapped so it was a that was script wasn't it it was like you had these three yeah. different timelines like there would be a killer turned out it was jason's father elias mm-hmm. and he was beaten on pamela and he was beaten on jason and i think was it pamela who killed elias and then where you go through the Pamela saga and then you go through the Jason saga. It was like these three different timelines, what was happening. Yeah, I mean, definitely an original approach, I think. Um, I'm never going to say no to more of those. I mean, I'll say, please, you know, it, it, it always depends on the studio and the filmmakers behind it. Um, as we've seen, I think, with the recent uh, trilogy. So, which appears there's a few fans of Halloween ends on here. Yeah. That's surprising. They they said Halloween ends is great. I said, define the word great. Yeah, I saw Um, that. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) um, To each their own, I suppose. I saw something scary early on Twitter. Christopher Lloyd tweeted out, Something exciting's happening in the future, and I'm thinking, please don't make it a Back to the Future sequel. It's the only franchise what hasn't been ruined yet. Well, he's in the Spirit Halloween movie, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, they made a movie about, from what I could tell, the costume shop, Spirit Halloween. So I'm not really, but I'm pretty sure he's in that. Uh, and uh, yeah, who knows? It's it's tough for me to get behind a lot of like kid 
kid-led films, you know, where, like, the kids save the day, and I don't know. Um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was pretty good. I will give that. I, I enjoyed that, but yeah, I think everyone's really trying to capitalize on, like, Stranger Things and, you know, just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> hey, so, Paul, did you, yeah. read, did you read a lot when you were a kid? <clears throat> yeah, I'd say I read quite a bit, you know. I didn't read the It book that took you three months to read, which was probably pretty – that's a pretty big accomplishment, too. I think that's one of Stephen King's biggest – Especially for I an mean, 11-year-old. 11 oh my god yeah the thing's like what a thousand pages at least or yeah something? over a thousand pages yeah i i uh i used to get the goosebumps rl stein goosebumps books you remember those yeah those were too scary for me oh fuck off no i was too scared i had to like hide under the fucking sheets and be like yeah, i would read, i would read those i'd get one on like a friday and my weekends were like spent reading i'd read it all through the weekend i got like That's uh cool. One through fifty or sixty, I think. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah I the Arl Stein, all those they were they were kind of just after me. I didn't, I don't know. I was. Yeah, I keep forgetting you're like four or five years older than me, man. I'm a little. I'm seasoned. Okay, I'm five. a seasoned. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. Okay, I'm a seasoned <laughs> individual. Yeah, because you're like you're. A, you could be like my older brother because I have a brother that's literally, I think, younger yeah. than you. Yeah, it's crazy. I could be both of your, both of y'all's older brother. <laughs> yes, you could. So, but we, yeah, we, we love it on this channel. Not the new it movies, but we love. Yeah, the I went and watched. I went and watched the first part. Of, I didn't like it at all. The new. Uh, I'll be right back. Yeah, don't even get me started. Well, you've already got me started. I mean, it's just did not like it at all. Um, I think I've mentioned that on here where if I have an issue with something in like the opening scene or the opening frame, then it kind of it it kind of ruins the rest of it for me. Where I think like, oh god, like if like. It's such a minor detail, but if like if that's what they're doing, like oh this this doesn't look good. And sure enough, that was the case for the first the first it chapter one or whatever. I think I liked chapter two better just yeah. because I like the adult actors. Um, oh, I love, I love um, James McAvoy. He's a great actor. He's great. I think. James Ransone is one of the most underrated actors out there, and he's uh, he's awesome in everything he does. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, you know, but I still it, it's tough to it, you just to me you can't beat the the nineteen ninety miniseries uh, or the TV movie, however that you want to look at it. Um. You know, Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, you know, from what I could tell, they approached Carpenter. If, if my memory serves me correctly, they approached Carpenter for that Halloween or for that It mini movie, the TV movie. And he was like, no, no, I think I can't remember why he turned it down. But he he's the one that recommended Tommy Lee Wallace, director of Halloween three, amongst other things. Um, 
but I loved it. I loved, I just thought it was great. And I wasn't on board with the new Pennywise and it, it just doesn't, I don't know. Oh, they're making a part three, did I tell you? What? Making a part three to it. But it's a prequel. So do you remember in the second part, you saw the picture of Pennywise like in like the olden days? Yeah. So I think it's going to be set during that time. If there's more money to be made, I guess, you know, are we surprised? Yeah. Speaking of Carpenter, here's a question for both of you. So what's your three favorite Carpenter movies? Rude just looks dumbfounded right now. <laughs> He's like, what the I have no fucking idea, dude. About... John, Carp- John Carpenter, the director. Directed Halloween. He made Halloween. That's the only thing I know him from. The thing? Well, you've probably, you've probably seen... Have you seen The Thing? I have not. Have you seen Big Trouble in Little China? Years ago. That's phenomenal. Have you seen They Live with Roddy Piper? No. Oh. I want to I want to alley fight you right now. Escape from New York? Well, Escape from LA? Did, did you watch <laughs> did, did you watch any Russell film from the 80s? Cuz more than likely John Carpenter directed it. Elvis? Sorry guys. Ghost of Mars. I watched Ready to Rumble. Vampires. Yeah, vampires. Oh, you watched Ready to Ready to Rumble. I watched it the other day. Vampires. It's a good movie. Hey, wasn't there a show? I don't know if you had it in the United States or the UK. It was on YTV. It was called Little Vampires. Oh man, that doesn't ring a bell. No. Remember the movie. Little Vampires. Oh, he's getting into spooky mode. Please tell us a tell us a campfire tale. Tell us a campfire. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you spooky story. Oh my god. Was there was there, was there a wrestler in the locker room that was like obsessed with like horror and things like that? Yeah, Paul London. Hey man, come on now. But no, Can't like someone took someone took it to the next level, like. Rather oh, one of Davis went to like witchcraft. We'd be traveling, I'd be driving or whatever, and he'd be just going off on this rant, and going, like pretending he's cutting somebody and his gut was popping out. And I look at him like, <laughs> that's just what I wanted to do to half the locker room. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, it's, it's like, popular to be into horror and stuff now but yeah i i can't think of anybody that knew or was as familiar with like the films that i would spout out and i don't know i watch i i'm a i'm a horror whore so i I watch ufc bro all right dude i'll fucking beat the fuck out of fucking michael myers i'll fucking triangle choke freddy and just fuck his face off, bro. I mean, I'll fucking yeah, I watch that shit religiously, dude. I could fucking choke out anybody, bro, including you two guys. Same fucking time. Paul is the type of person that would put a quarter into a PlayStation. I probably would. I'd be like, "Where's the slot for this thing? How do you fucking turn this thing on?" 
It's not plugged in. It's not plugged in. Come on, Luther. It's not plugged in. Give me the PlayStation. Give me the PlayStation, Jindrak. Where do you where do you put the fucking quarters in? It doesn't take quarters. How do you fucking give me that? All of it. All of it. <laughs> Any fans of House of the Dead out here? Any huh? The movie? Uwe Ball classic? Oh god. Yeah, it's I, a, I, I I don't like hearing that name. Uwe Ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Raj, uh, got any stories on Jamie Noble uh, and thoughts on his rise in WWE as an agent when he had to retire in 09 with a serious injury? His rise. His rise. That's weird. How, yeah. He is the definitive agent. He is the, he is the legendary historic agent of all fucking time all of it um <laughs> i imagine you and you and jamie got it, right we did yeah i like jamie a lot um just phenomenal talent super talented guy i mean like the rest of us you know you're dealing with a handful of personal things that sometimes can mess with your head um and that and that environment definitely adds to it but um there really wasn't much that he couldn't do he was definitely one of my favorite people to work with and um had some some of my favorite matches with jamie both individually when he was a redneck and when he was a pit bull so i'm glad that he rose to legendary agent status. No, I'm happy for him because I mean he that dude lives, breathes uh, everything wrestling, <clears throat> and uh, is a I'm sure an avid UFC watcher, bro. Like I'll fucking choke the fuck out of you. I'll choke that fucking those hiccups right out of your fucking face. Um, <clears throat> did you ever work, Jamie Renee? No, I tagged with him one time. You didn't work with him at like HWA? No. Wow. Well, I was was he there? HWA for like three weeks. So I, got, I went back home. And then I, when I came back home to, to fix my visa, whatever, that was a part of the process. They shut down HWA. And then he oh, right. Up. Yeah. Okay. Well, on the main roster, I used to travel with Jamie and stuff. <clears throat> and he always yeah. be sitting in the back. Like you said, wrestling 24-7. He'd have his like portable DVD player watching wrestling. And right. I ran into him again, like at a signing in New Jersey. He just so happened to be at the same table that we were at, wink, wink. And uh, <laughs> yeah, again, he was in back in the back seat of where I was driving around. Yeah. Watching rock and wrestling on his portable DVD player. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, uh, I know, I know, actually, I know from Chad Collier that he actually pushed to get me rehired or whatever. Really? Yeah. He went to Michael Hayes and like, I never even talked to him and I never even asked to go back, but Ch I was in England with Chad Collier and Chad was doing dark matches. And then Chad came to me and said, yeah, 
Jamie actually went to Michael Hayes, and Michael Hayes said, "Yeah, well, he's off the pills, date date." Which you know, I wasn't on shit, right? Yeah, that's my rep over there. It's amazing to me how many of those guys can't just say yes or no. They can't like if he's off the pills. Okay, well he is. So now what? What's the next step now? Oh well, uh, I. I didn't really mean that. I was just, I just wanted to make a comment. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, talk about the hypocrisy when look who it's coming from. <clears throat> yeah, right? like the yeah. biggest alcoholic, fucking, you know, looking good, looking good, boys, looking, really looking good. damn good. Shane Stevens, thank you. Must be a new subscriber. Thank you. Uh, just want to say thanks. Renee and thanks Paul for sticking with this. Hope it's fun as you uh, for you as it is for us. Thanks James and Jonah too for all the channel updates. Why wouldn't we stick with you, Shane? What what happened? It sounds like like we've been wronged, and we're like, you know what? Fuck these super chatters. I'm fucking sick of these fucks trying to get me to do these fucking impressions and shit all the time. You know what? We've had it. We've had it. And then Renee's like. No, come on, Pa. Let's stick with him. I'm doing my spooky face right now in the dark. Let's stick with him. Okay. Okay. We'll fuck it. Okay. We'll yeah. Oh. No, it's it's fun. Like 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 Yames has said on here, this is therapeutic for us. Uh it is. Very much so. <clears throat> you know, coming from three different countries um all into your phone or computer screen so thank you for sticking with us when y'all could easily thank all of you all of you all of you thanks for sticking with us when you could just as easily go to fucking houston but you're right here with us in three different fucking countries all three of them. All of them. All of it. Yeah. That poor kid. It's probably still oh, a long one. Is that Houston podcast still running? I don't I really don't follow Houston. I don't either. I don't follow any other podcast except Slaughtered no Lamb one. and this one. <laughs> no. no one follows it. Well, um, I watch Joe Joe Blow Horror. They they do some good stuff too. I like their Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Joe Yeah. Blow. Yeah. Uh, Paul, thoughts on the Von Eric movie? Zach Efron's ripped shreds. Zach Efron, looks, Zach Efron looks like Renee when he was in ECW. <laughs> he I, looks I mean it. bigger and more shredded. No offense to He looks like He-Man. He looks like Prince Adam with that haircut. Um, or I think I saw what, Lord Farquhar or something. Uh, yeah. Um... Is it A24? I think that's who's behind it. Um, it's the same same guys who are doing the uh, the Crystal Lake series. Um, All right. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, um, the one part that's been cast that I think is spot on is uh, Holt McCallany for Fritz. Uh, 
I think he's going to be amazing, but it, it really looks like, you know, with the actors that they've hired, you know, um, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, and he was uh, in Shameless. Um, there's another kid, I think, from the UK, the cast for David. Uh, it looks like they're going for something of the Oscar level. Um, yeah. You know, but in that, yeah, that picture that I saw of uh, Zach Efron, he he physically looks more like Carrie. Yeah, um, yeah, I that. You know, so and uh, again, I yeah, I uh, well, I'll just say, yeah, I I had I got I got. I was asked to read for three different parts for that film. <laughs> uh, didn't quite understand why I was selected for the three different uh, wrestlers that I was asked to read for. And um, just from like a, a size and look uh, thing, I just, I was like, okay. Um, I'll do my best personality uh, behavior wise, but I don't resemble any of these guys. Um, I think had I gone out for Gina Hernandez or something, it might've <laughs> worked more in my favor. Uh, they, I, I've seen they've cast two of the three that I read for. I don't know who they've cast for the third part that I read for. Uh, but I try not to look at that stuff anymore. When I feel like the ship has sailed, I try not to dwell on it um, too much. Or you'll drive yourself crazy. You just be like, what? I don't understand. Um, but, you know, great filmmakers and uh, great production behind it. So I'm sure it'll be solid, but we'll see. Um, what was weird was one of the parts that I was reading for the, the, the stuff that I, the dialogue that I was given, like the sides that I read were of a completely different wrestler. And I just thought this isn't even for that, for this individual. Like, do they know this? Like, do they even know who these people are? Uh, so that was weird. Um, and I thought, do they want me to read this as, so-and-so, or do they want me to read this as who's actually saying this? Like, because it says, right, you know, it was weird. Um, but nonetheless, um, I wish them luck. I think they're in pre-production right now in uh, Baton Rouge. And, yeah, I mean, Zach Efron looks incredible. What do you think, Renee? Have you seen the picture of him? Like, is that, how, is that easy to do naturally? Or is he... Um, Taking oh, a different uh, route. Is, uh, supplements? <laughs> yeah, is he just like a chicken and broccoli guy? Or is he... Uh, well, if I saw a picture of him like before this role, I could tell. <clears throat> He's always right. been in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Like, great shape, but... I don't know how much of that's natural, but he's always been in great shape since. Well, he started out doing the um, high school musical stuff, didn't he? 
not there. Yeah. When he started breaking away from that, he got himself in like really good shape, and he always has been. And then he did Baywatch, which is like I think the sh- most shredded and biggest he got. But I then I actually uh, like that movie. It's it's terrible, <laughs> but I like that movie. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's terrible, but it's one and it's so bad. I find it entertaining. Wasn't the okay. rock? Yeah, he, yeah, he plays Hasselhoff's character. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, come on. <laughs> Hasselhoff makes an appearance and then makes a cameo. Does he really? Yeah, he owns like a phone shop. <laughs> what? Is Pam at the very end? Pam. Yeah, was Dave Charvet. Dave Charvet in it. I don't know about the others, but they're the two I remembered having cameos in it. Baywatch is fun. That was a silly show, wasn't it? God damn it. I'm Electra. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was in that as well, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Cock Lesnar. Opinions on the Ultimate Warriors promo and ring-wise. I thought he was underrated. <laughs> As a uh, kid, I didn't know any better. Yeah, I thought he was phenomenal. His presence will never be matched. Anybody who tries to do a warrior-esque promo is just a bad imitator, you know what I mean? And kind of cosplaying at it. Um, so, you know, there'll never be another warrior uh, I don't I don't believe so. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't mind his work. I thought it worked for what he was, you know. I mean, could you imagine Warrior doing a bunch of hold to hold and chain wrestling? It just would be kind of strange, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, it fit it fit his, his character or whatever, right? So um Extreme Bob and these Bolivian Rolexes. Uh, <laughs> hi, hi, friends. If you would, the OJ mesh shirt story. Oh, you're going. It's going to take more than Bob. Ten Brazilian. Yeah, that, it's going to take like more than your fucking $50, your fifty dollar fucking story right there. More than your fucking knockoff Bolivian Rolexes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's fire through these super chats. Um, Doom Space Marine thoughts on the Rob Zombie Halloween. Halloween can't talk tonight. Halloween remake. I saw it for the first time last month. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the atmosphere of it. I like the look of it. Um, I wasn't a fan of dialogue. Like I felt it was. But that's his style, you know. He that's very much uh, Rob Zombie's style. So it's very much a Rob Zombie type movie. Both of them. I can't say I like the second one as much. I don't like what they did with Loomis. Um, but <clears throat> I was glad to see Daniel Harris in that, um, especially the way she got kind of screwed over. Uh, for Kurt to hold on a uh, second. Did you say there's a character named Loomis? Is that the doctor? Yeah, yeah. So they had okay, so um, they take that name Loomis from the movie to give it to that Dexter Loomis guy. 
Possibly. It's spelled differently, but possibly. Um, I don't know of any other Loomis. So, I mean, that makes sense. But now, Dexter uh, Loomis in WWE, is he supposed to be a method? I don't know that he's. I think he's just a weird character. Yeah, he's just supposed to be like a crazy, stalker. crazy cat stalker guy. I I like that character. I think you know, just from the little bit that I've seen, it's it's funny. Like it's entertaining. You know, like I've always been a fan of some weirdo staring at somebody like kind of in the distance, or you know, it's like I know you can relate with this, uh, Renee. Like whenever you go to the gym and you work out. It, it always pops me when you see somebody either in the mirror or something who's in the distance kind of behind you and they're kind of like half behind a weight rack just like staring at you and then you're like what the fuck and you look and they're like and they just hide or they like look away or something but there's the gym is where people go to stare at people dude I'm so glad I'm not the hardcore bodybuilder I was when I was younger because um, this was like a couple of years ago. Uh, Like I used to work out in a tank top and stuff, but I haven't in years. But one one day I fucking decided to wear a tank top and then, uh, you know, I'm doing my set. And all of a sudden, as soon as I took off my sweatshirt, the hardcore bodybuilders all like saw me and then start posing in the fucking mirror. Like, the insecurity of that fucking mentality of bodybuilding. Like, I'm so glad I'm not in that mentality anymore. Oh. They started moving in the mirror? like Yeah, yeah, like- yeah. Like, they saw me without my shirt on or whatever, with tank top. So, they automatically, they go and start posing in the mirror. It's like, oh, fuck. Is that similar to, like, breakdance fighting? I guess. You know, where know. it's like... You know, you're getting like really aggressive or pissed off at somebody, and you're just gonna like start doing some fucking dances and twists and stuff in their face. Right. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm fight. so glad that I outgrew that. Like a mind. fucking like. There's that fucking Rene Dupree. He thinks he's the fucking man. I'm gonna show that asshole. I'm gonna pose him down. He's just like minding his own business. This guy's like, hey, free. Right. And how about the guys that like uh, tape themselves while they work out? I mean, I guess if you have a YouTube Ah. channel or whatever, like, I guess if that's your business, but there's some guys that's like, they see it on social media. So then they copy it and then they're like, they're like, Taping each other do their set, like watching it back. I mean, I, what the fuck? I can't Whoa. stand that shit. Yeah. Are you going to go or not? <sighs> fuck you. Um, Somebody in the chat said that uh, Roman Reign, uh, Rome, Luther Reigns was following you. Following me? Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's tailgating you. Luther. He might be. Yeah. He wants all of it. You son of a bitch. Yeah. He wants you to pay for his meal. All of it. Because there's gravy on the potatoes, and it's your fault. He eats a lot. Yeah, his flight flight was delayed, so it was your fault. (laughs) Uh, What what do you think of Chucky? Cringe or scary? 
Renee? Chucky? Yeah. It never really scared me, but I enjoyed it. I'm a Chucky fan. I'm a fan of the first three films. Anything like after that, I'm just kind of yeah. not too big on it. Um, Nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. Remember that? Yeah, line? I mean, can you can you do any better than Brad Dourif? I don't know that you can. I think he is incredible. I think he's one of the greatest actors. Also in those Rob Zombie uh, Halloweens, but I think he is um, one of the greatest actors of this generation of any generation. I mean, he's just phenomenal. Um, so I, I think I saw the, the Mark Hamill one that was just terrible. Um, Mark Hamill's amazing. He's great. He's one of the best, definitely one of the best voice actors around, but he's, I, I'm always a huge Mark Hamill fan. But that the way they changed that whole storyline, and they, you know, they dropped the voodoo uh, thing, and it, it was just, it was shit. Um, but I, yeah, I wasn't too big on the the bride of Chucky's and the son of seed of Chucky, and it was just, yeah, when it started to get overly comedic, it just uh, just wasn't a big you fan. Mean like uh, bride of Chucky, seed of Chucky, and all that shit. Right. Right, right, right. Um, just, uh, I don't know. Because I've never shared this, but when I was, Child's Play came out in what, 88, 87? I can't remember. Right. But yeah, but I remember going to uh, a friend's house to stay the night, and we watched the... Uh, the original, what was it, Tom Holland, I think, um, Child's Play, and it terrified me. It terrified me so much um, just from the, the tone of it and the seriousness of it and the look of the doll. And um, I thought it, it just it freaked the shit out of me. Um, that I didn't sleep that entire night. And fortunately my, my friend's mom, um, I think, you know, she was probably, uh, what is it? Uh, narcolet? No, where you can't sleep. Um, insomnia. anyway, she, oh, yeah, insomnia. insomnia. She stayed up and, you know, kept me company cause I really didn't sleep. And I was just, I was just mortified by this. Uh, that might be one of the first horror films that really scared me. Mind you, I was, I think, eight or nine or something, maybe ten. Um, uh, yeah, just just terrified me. And you know, I terrifying. like this. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish. Finish. Oh, no. No. No, 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 no. I just, it just, I thought the combination of the tone and the effects. I mean, that was another Kevin Yager uh, creation. Um, 
he ended up marrying the mom in Child's Play, Kevin Yeager, who created Chucky and did all the puppetry and all that stuff. Well, there was a bunch of puppeteers, but yeah, just 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 phenomenal. Each one progressively got kind of you know less and less, but that's why I say like the first three I really liked a lot. Um, so yeah. What I was gonna say is you know. One of the effects of all the concussions I've got is insomnia. And then when I finally do get to sleep, okay. I suffer from sleep paralysis. Have you ever had that before? Really? Where you're sleeping oh, and yeah. you're paralyzed and can't move? Yeah, but then I start getting paranoid and I, I I feel like there's someone in the room with me. And uh yeah, it's the scariest shit I've ever I'm, I've been getting a lot lately. Sleep paralysis. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you're breaking up. All, are you going through a tunnel? I was. Uh, stuff, man. Sleep apnea, and uh, apparently I'll have bouts where I just don't breathe in the middle of the night. So, oh, sleep really? paralysis. Yeah. So, scary, uh, but yeah, that it is. Yeah. As is sleep paralysis, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it is. it's, it's, uh, it's something that's very complicated to, to fucking understand why the brain does things at nighttime that just is yeah. so spooky. Dr. Guerrero, what, what's the cure? Uh, I think if you have a good book, um, maybe a thousand pages or more, you know, like, uh, I think that's a good, that helps to read before you go to sleep. Also, if you have uh, like a mug with some uh, cafecito, a little cafe, it's good. I highly recommend like a cafe de Renee mug. Um, <laughs> it, just, it, keeps, it keeps the cafecito warm. It keeps it kind of like the same temperature as piss. And um, we have just, them on sale. Cafe de yeah. Renee mug at gmail.com. Order one today. Along with the T-shirts and hoodies that are coming out tomorrow, uh, I'll be sending some to Paul so he can model it for us. Maybe Doctor Hoovy as well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as far as shipping to England, a little too much. It'll come out of your pay, James. Fuck. <laughs> I get paid. <laughs> he gets paid. I get paid. <laughs> What? I don't watch oh. NFL and I don't watch NBA, so I'm sorry. I don't think James does either. Paul, you watch NFL or NBA? Fuck no. I don't know why. You're breaking up, Paul. I don't. Shit. Paul, you're breaking up, bud. Next time we do this, we're gonna have to make sure your station parked. Are you there? Is, is that better? Yeah, but your your screen is frozen, so we can't see you. It's frozen. I cup. You're still breaking up. How many super chats you got left, James? Are you there? Uh, 
Okay, now you're back, Paul. Good shape. Oh, loads. How many do we have? I just scanned for it really quickly, and we've got a fair few still. Oh, geez. Well, it's already two o'clock in the morning, right? Um, uh, clocks went back. I'm actually, it's, I'm actually only three hours ahead of you now. Oh, really? So it's one o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Paul's gone. We'll fire through some super chats till he comes back. Yeah. Uh, Spirit Halloween movie. Why no Dollar Tree movie? I don't know about it, but Paul does. So. Uh... Okay. Next one before he comes on, because he'll want to talk about it for an hour. I can see who the animated as a South Park character. That should be a South Park character. Yeah, Dr. Heavy. I'll get Jonah so that Jonah can animate. Right. Uh, let's see. Let's just fly through. <laughs> oh, Junior Time did you, did you meet the multi-generation wrestlers? Oh, um, didn't they ask me the same question? Same question for you. We can ask it for Paul when he gets back. When he gets back, yeah. If he gets back. If he gets back. Uh, let's see... All right, lads, best trio uh, since the Mexicals. Paul, your thoughts on Angel Hart and Mickey Rock as an actor. He's the best actor of this generation, in his opinion. What did you think of Mickey Rock and the wrestler, Renee? I thought it was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was. It was depressing. Yeah, that's true. Because there is an aspect of the business that's just like that, Right. I remember I was I was dating a girl at the time, just before I met my now wife, and uh, she actually started crying, <laughs> and we broke up soon after. Oh wow! It did, yeah, the relationship didn't last. Mm. What? There which he is. Which There's scene? London. Which scene got you the most? Um, Who me? Paul, we're talking about the movie The Wrestling and how depressing as shit it was. And, uh, oh god, so depressing. What was your thought? I think Mickey Rourke did a hell of a job, but yeah. what scene did you think? I mean, the fact, the thing with him and his daughter—that was more reasons of why I'm glad I never had children. And uh, <laughs> no, seriously, because I remember Danny Davis. I don't know what you your interactions was with Nightmare Danny Davis. I love uh, Danny. He's great. Yeah, Danny was cool as shit, but he says his biggest regret is not spending enough time with his kid, his daughter. Right. And um, yeah, that's the thing about like second generation wrestlers whose whose father or mother wrestles all the time. You don't really get to see them and shit. So that's hard. Uh, and the painkiller thing, the painkiller part where he's the back of his van sleeping, taking painkillers and drinking beer and like trying to, like, impress a stripper about what he used to be. That was kind of fucking depressing as shit, too. Yeah. Marissa. Yeah. Uh? Oh, I just I thought he got snubbed for the Oscar on that performance. I mean, I'm a big Mickey Rourke fan, and I thought that was just something entirely on another level. And, um, yeah, I think... You know, when he, when, you know, I think Marissa Tomei, she's like telling him not to go out there and his music hits and he's just kind of like, you hear that? Yeah. And like, that's, 
it, it's it is sad because it's like you know the truth that that's all that he felt he was worth you know that that's all he ever had to offer was that and it, it just um you know it it's definitely the most realistic portrayal in my opinion that i've ever seen you know usually uh wrestling to be clowned on and uh to kind of be made to be something very stupid and laughed at and um and you know who knows? Maybe you know with this Von Eric thing. I think obviously you know they they picked another very you know dramatically depressing uh, story to tell. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the wrestler. I mean, I I cried after watching it. Like the first time I saw it, it was just it hit it hit pretty close to the bone. <laughs> you know. Mm. Uh, five for days. Uh, which wrestlers were the most boring in the locker room? Dread being around, Bob Holly. Okay. Yep. Uh, boring. I don't... I'll be right back. What was the I'm worst locker room? What's the worst locker room slash arena you were in? Madison Square Garden. Oh, that's the shittiest locker room. Really? Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, because you think, you know, it's the Mecca and it's this historic arena. And I remember just how excited I was to be going there. And, you know, I'd call my dad, you know, share that with him. And it's, it's, it's incredible. And it's an honor to perform there in the sense of just the history behind it. Um, but in terms of the age of the building and the facility, and mind you, we weren't put in like the Knicks locker room or anything. Um, you know, I think we were in a, you know, I, I don't know. We were just in a locker room and maybe, I don't even know if it was like a visitor's locker room or whatever, but it wasn't, you know, you're putting like 40 guys in a tiny locker room and you know and you'd always pay for parking and like there was just a lot of but it was cool I think overall just the, the pride of getting to work in Madison Square Garden um, is better you know it, it, it outweighs all those other things those other things seem kind of petty but it's not like a luxurious nice arena you know, it's not always what people make it out to be, um, which is the truth for a lot of these places. You know, it really kind of just depended on how old a building was. But, you know, especially during the winter time, we'd be working just a lot of hockey arenas. And so, you know, you're uh, in a very cold building with rubber floors and, um, just old facilities, but you know, it, every building has a story and I just, I can't say it. There was like any building that I just detested. It was like, ah, fuck this. Like, um, I looked forward to, to all of it. It was always neat, you know, and that's always the, uh, the pleasure and the, the privilege of getting to do wrestling, oh, you know, traveling sense. Yeah. It's just the, uh, 
adventure behind it. You know, getting, I was talking about how we did a lot of hockey arenas during the winter. And it we was always all of them. Yeah, we really did. You know, there's so many cold, cold buildings in the winter. You know, you know how bad that hockey. is? Like, my father now has really bad osteoporosis, right? And the doctor he goes to was uh, a wrestling fan. He said, you know, all those bumps you took and all those cold arenas that you wrestled in, right? Because, yeah. I mean, hockey arenas, I mean, wrestling Montreal in the wintertime for a house show, it's fucking freezing. And you're going out, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? How bad that is for your body. Yeah. I mean, it's literally called, or it was called, the, like, you don't think that's going to be a cold Oh, but that's how you get injured too. If you're not properly warmed up and stuff, and you're in the cold, and you're doing all the bumps and shit, and your body's not warmed up, that's how you get injured, right? Paul, are you there? Why are you red? You look uh, like you're entering Armageddon or the pits of hell. He's breaking up again. I like the palm trees there. That's pretty cute. That's pretty beautiful. Do we have another super chat, bud? Driving along, you see a puddle, and there stands a wrestler. Who's getting splashed? Eric Young, Trevor Murdoch, Albert, or Tanaka? Who's Albert? A-Train. I actually like all those guys, so... If I have to pick one, pick one I don't know. Oh, Wally. Uh, <laughs> Paul, would you return to WWE if Gabby Tuft was your valet? Would you return to WWE if Gabby Tuff was your valet, Renee? Oh, is that um... T Rex? Right. He uh, he came out as a was it a transvestite or a transgender? Transgender. Yeah. I don't know. Paul. Oh, is Paul back? I like to apologize. Every Paul, are you there? Shit, you're breaking up again. Fuck! Doesn't he look evil in that? <laughs> Screenshot. <laughs> Jeez, he looks like the devil himself. Paul, you got to make that uh um one of those picks that you give to people for auditioning. What's it called? Oh, screenshot. Uh, profile picture. Profile picture. Yeah. Paul, you definitely read for Bruiser Brody. No, Bruiser Brody was like 6'4", 6'5", 300 pounds. Paul, are you able to like pull over? Because we're, we're going to be done shortly. We're just going to finish these super chats. Just maybe pull over for a... James, are you frozen too? Holy shit. Okay, everybody, I apologize. Everybody's frozen except me. Uh, I got meningitis. Me too. Greatest WrestleMania of all time. Personally, ooh, I really enjoyed uh, WrestleMania 3. Uh, WrestleMania 20 because I was on it. So I'm biased on that one. And I'm by myself, everyone. 
Bubba Ray is so unlovable he would leave Kevin Spacey dungeon untouched. <laughs> Paul, you there? I'm here. Oh, okay. We got a good one here from Rex Gardner. Bubba Ray Dudley is so unlovable he would leave Kevin Spacey's dungeon untouched. Shit, Paul. Are you there? Okay. I think everybody's frozen. And Paul, I don't know, Paul, are you on the freeway or are you able to pull over? For a little uh, bit. I am on a free in a short okay well we're uh, gonna finish this up real quick fit stream Bob was John Heidenreich creep no punchline there no Heidenreich was nicest guy in the world but um he was you know a little different I know he's a football player for many years. Maybe like CTE is definitely a thing, possibly with him. But uh, he went, he, you know, in our in our industry, uh, we're all a little a little different. I'll leave it at that. Paul, where are you? Because Chicago is pitch black currently. Oh, please, someone elaborate on that. Is something going on in Chicago? Is there a... I don't know. With everything going on in the world today, with every country wanting to bomb everybody with these nukes, uh, to me, it freaks me the fuck out, man. We're headed towards nuclear Armageddon. I don't want to be depressing or whatever, but yeah. Well, everyone, I think we went through all the super chats and everybody is not online anymore. I don't know what's going on. We're having technical difficulties, but I want to thank everybody for joining us. We'll be back on Monday. Um, uh, well, Jason Sensation is making his return and hopefully Paul Paul's connection will be better. Uh, so that'll be a fun, a fun time. So this Monday, Jason Sensation, Paul London, hopefully myself, James, uh, I can see a battle between Hoovy and Booker. The battle of the impersonations between Jason Sensation and Paul London. So we're all looking forward to that. And uh, Paul, are you back? Are you finally back? Hello. Okay, Paul, uh, we're going to end this like, yeah, we're going to end this pretty soon. Uh, are you able to make this Monday? Please say yes. Yeah. I think the fact that you're driving might might intercept with your connection, Paul. I think that's the whole deal. But you're on the freeway, so it's understandable. But, yeah, if you can come uh, on this Monday, Paul, it's going to be uh, Jason Sensations making his return. So I really want you two on together. I think your Hoovy Hoovy impression, his Booker T impression would be fucking entertainment. So with that being said, did you hear that one, Paul? <laughs> so, Paul, please clear your schedule for Monday, man. We need to have you on. I'll do my best, baby. I try. Lots of lots of appointments. <laughs> you have a lot of X-rays to take care and meningitis to cure. Oh, uh, yeah, lots of appointments, lots of different uh, problems, and problems. but I just got. 
All right. No problem. Okay, well, it's 10.30 here, and the wife's getting mad at me, so I got to I gotta go and watch some movies before I go to bed with her. So I want to thank you guys. Uh, what are you going to watch? What? what are we going to watch? I don't know. I don't know. There's a yeah. new uh, Netflix Netflix documentary called Killer Sally. It's about a bodybuilding chick who killed her uh, bodybuilding husband in the 1996, and she said it was self-defense. But she got she got convicted and she did like twenty years in prison or some shit or more than that I think over twenty years twenty five years <laughs> now she got out and it's a three part series and I really want to watch it. But uh, James, I want to thank you. I can't hear you, man. You're breaking up still. Connection. Uh, for everyone who sent in a super chat, what hasn't been answered, what I'll do, I'll go through the stream, screenshot them, and we'll we'll ask him on uh, Monday's episode. That's it. So this Monday, Jason Sensation returns. Hopefully, Paul will have a better connection, uh, Jameson and myself. So thank you, everyone. Bonsoir. Bye-bye. <laughs>